The following podcast contains naughty language and ridiculous situations. Listener discretion is advised. Tonight on the Monday Night Wars, before we get started... It's Wednesday Night Wars. Tonight on the Wednesday Night Wars, before we get started on the Monday Night Wars, and go to the Tuesday Night Battle in the Thursday Night All-You-Can-Eat 399 Space Buffet. I would like to give, even though it's been fucking ruined, I would like to pay homage to the professional wrestler we lost this week with the amazing wrestling talent and the impeccable taste. Ladies and gentlemen, we will miss the late, great, tricky Nick Bockwinkle. Uh, He was awesome. He had a match I watched recently with Ric Flair, and I think they are still standing in Minnesota because of how great it was. Find it on YouTube. But until then, welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. Welcome to episode 173 of Trick or Treat Radio. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture. It is navigated by the Deadites. The Deadites are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters, we drink booze, we win championship belts, and we do Wednesday Night Wars every few months. I wanted to bring this up on an episode that he was here, but I was listening to an old episode while we were doing the, uh, while I was compiling the best of thing there. Yeah. And uh, I realized on more than one occasion when we were, somebody said we were a horror show or something else, Michael Ravenshadow tried to defend us as the genre we were in was phantasmagorical. <laughs> like that's a real like like iTunes iTunes section like I really want a podcast that's phantasmagorical. <laughs> no, we're not a horror show. We're a phantasmagorical spin kick. So, <laughs> well, he also believed that Tucker and Dale versus Evil or whatever it was. No, he said. no, it's called Tucker and Dale must die. He called it Dale Tucker must die. Dale Tucker must die. All right, so. let's let's leave him alone. He's not yet to defend. Yeah, he's him. not. All right, yeah. so we have. <laughs> but I thought that was funny. <laughs> this is part two of the Wednesday Night Wars. This is the fall style. <laughs> The third and one. The third one, that's right. And we just teamed up on episode 407 of OTC, Outside the Cinema. We just reviewed... What's that? Si, senor. <laughs> we reviewed the amazing <gasps> takedown. You busted. And we also reviewed an El Santo film, Mystery in Bermuda. Again. Again. We did that before. But El we did Hijo it again. Del over again. <laughs> I'm taking my shirt off and rolling down the 95 right now. Nice. <laughs> And joining us for this episode, episode 173, The Wednesday Night Wars Part 2, Part 3. Does that work? This is the third one we've done. The third one, Part 2. Yes. We are joined by... That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) This is the fourth one that's the first time, that's the second time, and the (laughs) fifth time we've done it, when the third time I saw you. (laughs) Well, what everyone should do is go listen to episode 407 first, and then come back and listen to this. But we are joined by the inimitable folks over at Outside the Cinema. We have Bill by Force and Mr. Chris. Woo woo! Oh wait, I thought we were no. I thought we were going to do that together. No, no, <laughs> I've never made that noise. Sorry, and I won't. Yes, Can I ask hello. a question. No. Does everyone hate ICP or do you just hate Juggalos? No, I hate ICP and Juggalos. <laughs> mm, fair. 
I don't. I do not hate ICP. ICP, there would be no juggalos. I, yeah, that's fair. But now let's be honest. I mean, I'm sure there's some very nice people out there that are, that are really into it. My, my mm-hmm, one of my mm-hmm. best friends, Mike, is a reformed juggalo. There's a cashier at the Toys R Us I go to. She's got a little hatchet little dude on her wrist. Hatchet man. And she no, it's not a hatchet. It's a meat cleaver. She's uh, she's super nice when I go through the register. So yeah. I just judge them on their individual behavior. I just judge them by what the but the internet tells me. I am not. I, I, I do not. I do not and will not, uh, as they say in the hip hop community's front. Uh, and I still think that those. Uh, I, I still enjoy those first four uh, ICP records. Yo, you're throwing shade all up in my area. You're gonna be doing uh, that. Uh, they're Joker cards. They're not. How, how how do we get on this? What? Did, I don't know. We're talking about OTC. Somebody said they did the OTC, ICP. They did the whoop whoop. What does OCP have to do with this? I'd be down with OCP. OCP. (laughs) What is this, Robocop? (laughs) I wish it was Robocop. That would be way more entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So we are joined by Bill and Chris. These guys. (laughs) (laughs) See? (laughs) That's why. That's how we got there. That's how we got there. Did you guys, just so you know, like, since I'm I'm like, I don't have to work in the morning, I'm I'm full of caffeine and ready to rock for the show tonight. But did you guys ever listen to us way back when we used to do the live, the OTC live show that was like the talk show? I listened to a couple of those when you... uh you put them up after the fact one okay. summer. We used to do this thing called the Juggalo Poetry Slam, <laughs> which essentially was me reading ICP lyrics yes. over classical, classical music, music. Yeah, with like a like a stuffy British accent. Yep, oh, like welcome God. to Masterpiece Theater. It was like jiggling, jiggling jugglers. <laughs> Back to reality. Your son's on crack. Your daughter, she's got nut stains on her back. <laughs> that sounds actually pretty good. Yeah. Playing over air on a G string, you know, it'd be. Yeah. Actually, it was sure actually interesting. It was really fun to do too. Like we, yeah. some we would have people like go on our Facebook page and they would like recommend songs for us to do. Yeah, Halls of Illusion was my favorite. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. It sounds like uh, Monster Zero doing his felt fiction. It's true. Although, <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, it's very similar. Probably a little bit more high class, though. <laughs> yeah, so I do believe it is. <laughs> but yeah. I, I, oh, because I, of the British accent? There are some people at this table that uh, will definitely front about ICP, but uh, I liked them. I liked them in uh, 95. I like them. Did you, just, did you just start using the sh- the, the, the phrase uh, front because you've said it like three times? <laughs> yeah, it's a new word for me. <laughs> the pop stars would say, I ain't fronting on you, G. I ain't fronting on you, G. <laughs> it was, was that on your like word of the day or something? No. Front? Mm-hmm. I've written on Urban Dictionary right between Rusty Trombone and... <laughs> then another couple of days he'll be up to Illin. Illin! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well... I uh, am Caucasian, you know, right? So I probably, you know, like, it's not like I'm going to have a very clever vernacular normally. Hey, yo, yo. You're cock, wait, wait, wait. You're cock Asian? I, I have an important question. I have yeah. an important question. Ma'am. You guys like Morrissey? Yep. Yeah. Though and I do love the Warlock Pinchers song, Morrissey Rides a Cock Horse, even more than I like Morrissey. <laughs> Is that like Ninja Sex Party? No, you, you should look up Warlock Pinchers, Morrissey Rides a Cock Horse. It's good business. I'm going to get it on the iPad right now. So, yeah, but, uh. Uh, I do like Morrissey, uh, I, but I, I've just recently, like I would say in 2014, I finally came to grips with liking Morrissey. Do you like Morrissey's songwriting and singing or his hairline? I like his hairline, too. It's pretty good. I mean, I don't have an issue with his hairline. I've always wanted to cover Every Day is Like Sunday. I thought that would be cool. Every day is like Sunday. <laughs> that's uncanny. Yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. Jeez. You should join the X-Men. 
That's it. That's this one, right? Yep. <laughs> Every day. That's on a football commercial, which makes me laugh. Like it's an American football commercial. It makes me laugh so bad because, you know, he was just like, I can say bad things about McDonald's with football money now. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's apparently what Morrissey talks like. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's a badass guy with a leather jacket from the 50s. Mm-hmm. The. I, I have never heard anyone like that Warlock Pictures song. I've never heard anybody in one line hate somebody as much as they apparently hate Morrissey. It's fucking outrageous. Well, I mean, he's a complete fucking douchebag. Total D-bag. I mean, I can't. I mean, I love his music, but I'll never give the guy another dime. It's fine to have your opinions, but keep them in your fucking pocket. I agree. Like, like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> nice Rome reference right there. But like he like. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I always feel like he, other than, I guess, his solo record, um, like, he's not the best part of the Smiths, I don't think. Like Johnny Marr is the best part yeah, of Yeah, Johnny Marr, like, every band he joined was better because he was in it. Like, so that says something. Even The The, which was a pretty complete entity. Like, you know, Johnny Marr comes in and they put out some great records. So Johnny Marr's solo records that he put out the last couple of years are excellent. Yeah, except the fact that I they're the only records. Like, I love to buy CDs still. But I just buy them on like uh, like MP3s or now because I I bought the first. I actually heard it on your show when I was on. I bought his first solo record in a long time, and I brought it home, and I could not import it into my iTunes collection because it had some weird. You just got to get that Spotify safe. premium, man. Spotify premium. You get everything you want. We'll cut it, all the new releases come out every week, and then what you do is you go and you buy yourself a, a vinyl record of it if you really like it that much to support them. That's what I do. That's, that's what I do. Uh, yeah, I like my CD collection. Favorite Morrissey songs. Let's go around the table. Chris. Uh, Thanks for nothing. The, Minus Swedehead. The one where he talks about not eating meat. That's what? <laughs> hey, what's the one from the craft? Uh, that's How Soon Is Now. And it's actually done by uh, Love Spit Love. I know, but he yes. sang. Yeah. Lead singer of Love Spit Love was also the famous lead singer of what 80s band? Uh, Echo and the who was it? Echo and the Bunny Men, or was it uh, Psychedelic Furs? Psychedelic Furs. It's Richard Butler. Yep. Christ uh, Almighty. I, I was cl- I always get those two bands messed up, not in qu- in quality or actual like. I don't hear like a like a Psych Furs song and think it might be Echo and the Bunny Men, but without fail, when I'm trying to remember them without any sort of visual audio cue, I always juxtapose them. It's fair. I also like Hairdresser on Fire. My uh, my favorite is something is squeezing my skull, which is on. Um, it's a good one. Yeah, one of his newest uh, years of refusal. Records. That's yeah. a good record. Yeah, I love that song. That's that's the record that made me like force me to come to come to grips with him. Yeah. What what year did he go? What year did he start his solo career? Eighty seven. Oh, okay. Eighty eight, maybe. Yeah, I think that that at the time. I was in high school, I think, and I was way into punk. So his stuff. At the just, time, I was in college. His stuff didn't. Re- uh, yeah, I had Viva, been married yeah. for twelve years. I'd been, Viva, I was in, Viva Hate came out in, in nineteen eighty eight. Oh, okay. I was like totally into punk and skateboarding, so Mopey Morrissey music wasn't gonna hit my radar. Well, dude, at here's all. the thing. I mean, I was I was always in hardcore bands, into hardcore, like like hardcore, like Madball, sick of yeah. it all. But all the hardcore kids have oh, you always had a thing for the Smiths and yeah. Morris. I feel like I feel like the like it's funny when that stuff started to bleed through into like you know the screamo bands like um, like Thursday and stuff like that who actually sounded like a lot of those bands but I feel like Joy Division 
and the Smiths are kind of like the the two bands that Joy Division, bands Joy Division that that, now yeah. is like the band like the new Ceremony yeah. record is like a Joy Division cover record. I just meant Morrissey, the Smiths, and and all that. That's different. But Morrissey's solo, solo stuff, stuff was like, oh, I yeah, fine, I get it. He I just had that it. MTV platform, and he wouldn't shut his fucking mouth. Like that well, was my cheeseburgers, dairy. Uh, uh, I don't have sex with anyone. Yeah. Uh. Meanwhile, Robert Smith is getting fucking drunk and fat and weird looking on TV and putting out yep. brilliant, putting out equally brilliant records. And I, you know, Yo, like he's going to see the Cure with with me in, in next June. They're playing the Garden. Robert he? Smith is like a parallel universe Tim Burton. <laughs> Yes, Earth Two, Tim Burton. Like he, he, he literally got like subtly got like over the course of like they put out the record that had uh, like Sunday. Uh, what is it? What's the the big Friday pop hit? Friday in Love. Yeah, yeah. And then like he disappeared for a while and came back like having to sport the Kevin Smith style hockey shirt. <laughs> he's like he's like this is it this is okay <laughs> oh shit that's hilarious I, I know it's i know it's not morrissey it's technically the, the smiths but pretty girls make that's, graves would be mine that's a good one too that's gonna that's like got that that's got an interesting intro too like the musically for that one mm-hmm. wants a zero want to get in on this morrissey talk uh, not really he's not a music guy <laughs> i'm not a music guy. ask him what his favorite def leppard is He'll be in, like, <laughs> oh, i love def leppard. Oh, that's easy uh, animal yeah. every time <laughs> Every time, I probably would uh, have take Pyromania. I probably would have loved Def Leppard if they had never made a record with Mutt Lang. Like right there, that's the right turn for me. That like, and I won't makes me not be able and to like need. them. And I know, and I'm and I'm pretty unapologetic about my love for certain hair metal bands. <laughs> but like, I don't know. Something about Def Leppard just really. Well, Death Leopard is so homogenized. They were like, yeah, it doesn't even sound like now, music to now. Music. They are. Well, well they now they don't. Come well, out. now I don't mean now. I mean, I mean, after after Pyromania, they they. But became. Pyromania is the one, I think. Mm. Right, Pyromania is the one where like they had the electronic sounding drums and it just everything sounded first, like. No, it, that was hysteria. No, oh, hysteria. hysteria. You're yeah. right. Pyromania yeah, yeah. is their best album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. That's that was their photograph. That was- Yes. Yeah. Wasn't that the yeah. last one when he had two arms? Did he yes. lose his arms before they made <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. last one when he had two arms. <laughs> it's well, true, though. They, well, that's what that's when they had to start introdu- introducing more electronic the drums. Triggers, that was yeah. uh, Rick Savage. Yeah, I remember. Um, this, I mean, this show is already off the rails. So I'm just going to keep going with that. Uh, when I worked at Sam Goody, when I was in my early twenties, Goody 20s, got him. Um, Goody, Goody got it um, mm-hmm. until they went out of business. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I remember. The Shania Twain "Come On Over" record came out, and it was produced by because she was married to Mutt Lang. Was produced yeah, by yeah. Mutt Lang, and the backing vocals on it are straight off a of Def Leppard. Sure, record. like yeah. le- like legit. If you listen to like Mariah Carey, or not Mariah Carey. I'm sorry, Shania Twain. Yeah, um, anything on that "Come On Over" record, it, you would be like, holy shit. The backing vocals is fucking Def Leppard. Are you serious, really? Yeah, like <laughs> I, I in in every couple of years, I try to give more Def Leppard a chance because you know my buddy, my buddy loves him, and well, I give him a hard time. But, I, but yeah. I love, I love Monster Zero, and I, you know, I, I try like I try to give it a listen to. But man, like it's just not like it's that line in the sand where those later, like I feel like those later Brian Johnson ACDC records almost cross for me. Um. But like when we get to, uh, when we get to, um, I'm sorry, I just uh, the spooky girl just put the most outrageous list of music, and I'm not, I'm not trying to in my head piece together how what the heck she's talking about. It's creepy girl. Yeah, sorry, spooky creepy girl. <laughs> but uh, who I adore. Uh, but like I, I think that I just can't. I don't know. I just don't. 
it sounds like bad uh, like Britney or something like that to me. Like it's it sucks every little bit of what I like about rock and roll out of rock and roll. Britney Fox, right? No. Oh, girls, Catholic girls. Girl. <laughs> like again, you are talking to the guy that's seen Cinderella two or three times live. Like I, I, I love me some hair metal stuff, but like I, um, I saw like Nelson him. and I saw Winger. <laughs> wow, I, I saw I, Winger twice. I've seen I saw Winger once. I saw I Winger saw, open for Poison. Actually, I've never I seen saw Winger on the tour for the second record. Mm. That easy come, easy come goes. I've song. seen Poison four times. <laughs> <laughs> is that the is that it, the it most turned from a house of horrors to a house, house of horrors? I've seen I've seen Poison four times too. Did you? Yeah. Is that the uh, somebody weren't open for Poison? Someone I know used to work for the Tweeter Center, and we would that we there'd be a, like the shows that would be available for us to go see for free were always like pop country stuff. But then there'd be that Poison show we'd all go to once a year. Yeah. So and this was I'm not even talking like you know this was in. This was in 2011. When I saw so. Slaughter open up for them. Nice. Uh, the last time I saw them. Your Slaughter song, go. Um, <laughs> Fly to the Angels. It's just, that's the only oh, one. That's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> last time I saw them. You can't forget about Up All Night, Sleep All Day. I can't remember. <laughs> there was some Cinderella opened for Poison. So did Winger. And maybe Britney Fox was the opener. I can um, talk metal all fucking night. Well, that's not let's, let's not night. go too crazy. None of none of what we just talked about was yeah. metal. It's glam metal at best. Metal. Necro- it's a hair metal jackass. Necrogoblicon. No, that's some metal. I all I know is Wolfie. I haven't heard Shania Twain yet. Or I, just, the- I just got two words as far as <laughs> metal you're not goes. gonna. <laughs> oh, 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 is that true? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> No, Let's I can turn you guys down. <laughs> How come you did not play the fucking Warlock Pinchers? I, I served, I served it's not good on Spotify. Oh, it is on YouTube, though. Yeah, but, you know, I'm going to have to open a different app for that. All right, just saying. It's fucking good, is all I'm saying. It's not no Shania Twain. Shania Twain is gorgeous, man. I don't like it. Oh, what a what piece of you? ass she is. No, I don't like it. <laughs> what a piece of ass. I can be, like, music is, like... That like, woman has a vagina. I can think, <laughs> oh, what a vagina! I she can has. think you're pretty and not like your art input in almost every way. But if you make shitty, shitty music, like I've no, I've no time for you. Like I, I just don't, I just don't like it. So what if you thought my band was shitty? Uh, I, I would have boned you in the back of the espresso bar anyway. <laughs> I think I played the espresso bar once. Well, we had good sex that night. I remember it forever. We didn't. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, it's a good song, too, that I've been listening to like crazy. The album is not going to come out because of some uh, Los Angeles band who's suing this band because they have the same name. So I hope that Los Angeles garage band uh, dies. But what? I am really into Scarlett Johansson's synth pop band, uh, which is right now called The Singles, but the album is delayed because they have to change the name. Uh, if you, uh, the song Candy. Oh. Everything that she does musically has been amazing so far. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even love her as like an actress. Like, I I, I think Black Widow is Foxy, um, but and she was great in uh, was it In Your Skin? Is that what it's called? I think so. But, oh, uh, oh, 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 the movie? Yeah. What's um, going on? Yeah, she yeah know. yeah she did a movie called In Your Skin. Yeah, no, that wasn't it. It was um, Beneath the Skin. 
Oh man, what the fuck? Sure, it's not in your skin. That feels right. Uh, I, yeah, no, it's not. It's not right. in your skin. It's but not. anyway, uh, she put out an awesome record where she did a bunch of cover. Lena Cohen. Uh, no, it was uh, Tom Waits covers. It was Tom Waits um, cover. Um, and it was awesome. I got I got a really good uh, Cure cover that she did. Like, just I feel like she's really she's got a really good voice and like she really uh, is making some good musical choices. But the uh, under the skin and under the skin. But that synth pop record under the singles, you can look it up. It's fucking terrific. Like if you're like that would have been my jam in 1989. Like that's all I would have listened. It's all I listen to now. But like in 1989, if that came out, like that and Violator, it would have been all over. So remember when we said we wanted to get right into the movie so Chris could talk oh, about it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> trick. <laughs> Man, I feel like a woman. It's, 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 it's tough when you when you put two dynamic powers together. It's like the fucking um, it's like the mega powers. It's when, true. When Ooh, yeah. I do not want to talk about this movie without my father on the air though. So we need. All right. To, well, let's let's make it happen. So let's dive right. right into this flick. How about that? We we'll skip intros. Everyone knows well, let's who say the that's, fuck we are. Yeah, that's yeah. built. Uh, that's built by. Four, say hello, Bill. If you don't, no, I introduced him. You did, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. They did the whoop whoop. whoop. I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, so everyone knows who's, who they too. are. They don't need to know who we are. Yeah, we're nobodies. We're nobodies. Yeah. So we're going to review a flick. We're going to jump right into it, so we can get the opinion of Mr. Chris before he has to leave, because Dynamo wants his dad to talk about the flick mm. with. So we're going to watch his dad. Period. <laughs> I'm very just upset pet- when we were talking about '80s metal. Nobody mentioned Skid Row. I fucking love. Don't even get me started, no. sir. Wolfie will tell you I love Skid Row so Not much. Even as a joke. I saw Skid Row. No. Sebastian Bach was a, was the best singer out of all. Slave of those to movies. the grind, right there. Dude, yeah. that record that came out after that, Subhuman Race. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was fucking tight. I love it. I think I wore out the single for uh, Youth Gone Wild. Oh, that's of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Remember uh, that shit? That, good that, American. Good <laughs> American would that v, that VH uh, VH1 show that they did where they made like the Dream Band and. Uh, Scotty was, was in it and like he worked them all because he had the the iced tea and the Jack Daniels thing and he was drinking it. There was just like a cutaway shot of Scott Ian looking disappointed and shaking his head while he was playing what that was in my opinion the height of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just I'm watch, playing. I'm watching the, um, I'm watching the, the video stream of you guys yeah. and like it's exciting man. It, it, I love your forehead, dude. <laughs> all I got is your forehead. Where, That's where all you, you need. This? <laughs> Trickertreatradio.com. I did that. And it said click here to view. Yeah, and then the bottom you click the broadcaster and it yeah. opens up. You click the little uh, image, there's a little play button in the middle there. Fancy type. Oh, okay. It was hidden on the front of the radio for me. I it's see. like fucking ro- like Robocop high tech. <laughs> gotcha. Well, maybe maybe we'll get a better angle when we move into the new studio. Because I can't get a worse one. All I see is Monster Zero. Hey, <laughs> That's all you need. We've tried to no, switch I things up, up this week a little bit too. <laughs> I don't like how close I am, but I like how much. See, like normally I am stuck down at the fucking end of the table, and I have like all these phones to take notes and. Every once in a blue moon, like, I'll, I'll have some other, like, piece of equipment or something over there or a notebook, and I have, like, this very small amount of table, and the way it's set up, like, my microphone cord is inevitably caught on something, so I have, like, zero slack, and these guys are over here fucking living in the lap of luxury. I have all this arm room. You chose that side, though. I know. <laughs> so I'm, you I'm, 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 I'll tell you what, I'm fucking choosing this side for now on. I don't care. For one like, more episode. <laughs> all right, good. I'm... St- I want to have a spot in the new studio, like the kid in, what was that, head of the class? He had the one, 
Like he had the really high desk over in the corner. Oh yeah, with yeah. his computer. Yeah. So get Mars a podium. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I want. We'll get him a standing desk. <laughs> or, or a yoga ball. Yeah. <laughs> if you give him a podium, he would have to review every movie like Bernie Sanders. It was crap. I didn't like it. I'm gonna take your money if you're rich. <laughs> let's 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 move on to something else now. Or Ronda Rousey. <laughs> it was crap. Let's get to the movie, man. All right, let's get to the movie. Let's get this movie in the face. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, put a tentacle right up, right up this movie's ass. What mm-hmm. do you think? Really? <laughs> Several. Right. There were plenty. So of we're gonna- sweet love story overcoming the odds, and you're going to go right yeah. to tentacle tentacles. Porn. It was. So it, it, is, yeah, it is Japanese. So. Right to high and tie. Women tentacles. Is that just called high tie? Not high and tie. It's Takamichinoko's. Kai and tie? No, high t- hentai? Hentai. Choppy, choppy, yo, pee pee. All right. Well, we are going to talk about The Calamari Wrestler from 2004. This film is 95 minutes. It is a comedy. And <laughs> was it really? <laughs> it, it didn't really play that way. I, 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 I think how you questioned that word as you were reading it. It's a movie because <laughs> it's not really a comedy. It was so serious. Well, I feel I feel like we there was some of the jokes we didn't get. Like there was like a fucking Antonio Inoki in joke in it, and like oh, who's that going to play for? Like a Rickadozen? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of references in here. So it was really about. Like, even for me, who is an absurdly big Japanese wrestling fan, I feel like there was, like, humor in here that was, like, lost on me. Yeah, there, it definitely is. So, the flick was directed and written by Minoru Kawasaki, and it stars Kana Ishida, uh, Nobuo Kamiko, Osamu Nishimura, Akira Nogami, uh, Miho Shirashi, and Yoshihiro Takayama. Wow, look at you tackling we, those names. Yeah, yeah but these are in, in, in his. Damn. Normally, I jump to his defense here, but there are like some wrestlers in this that <laughs> I, we've been talking about yeah. since we were fourteen. I know so all their names. All right. <laughs> Can we talk about the the two main wrestlers in this for just one second? Well, let me read the synopsis okay, and then we yeah, can. Sorry, but sorry. Shrimp. Yeah. So the synopsis: a championship wrestling match pits Koji Taguchi against Crush Volcano. The latter. Um, what is this is a really fucking bizarre MDB um, synopsis here. Translated, probably. yeah, Japanese translated. Weird. <laughs> the latter no match to Koji's signature move, the torture ring strangler. Koji right. beams as he clutches the championship belt, only to have it snatched away by a mysterious new challenger in the ring, a giant squid. Right. In fact, who not only evades Koji's key attack but destroys him with a Northern Light suplex. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stop right there. Yeah, you're giving away too much already. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Dynamo. Uh, so say? Akira Nugami was a perennial, like, he was pushed to the top of the New Japan Juniors for multiple years if everybody was hurt or something. Yeah. Otherwise, he was kind of like a mid-card guy, like he was in a lot of six-man matches. His probably most famous spot um, is in the first WCW New Japan Super Show. Um they kind of pulled him out of obscurity and made him a potential contender mm-hmm. just so Ligar could wipe the floor off with somebody before he did his American tour. Now, more interesting is Osama Nishimura, who was poised to kind of always be a star. Um, he wrestled in a pretty typical um, Anoki style. Um, he was never as interesting or as explosive as somebody like Tatsumi Fujinami, um, who was a pretty big star in New Japan for a while. Um, but he had a lot of problems. Um, he smoked like 
a science fiction amount of cigarettes every single day. <laughs> and more so, he had a fucking ludicrous gambling problem. So even in the 90s, coming out of the 90s when New Japan was like... Uh, they, they, I read a thing once where technically at the time New Japan was actually the biggest wrestling federation in the world, not the WWF, because it, it had pretty frequently like parts of the world that WWF are just getting to now, like they were touring then, like parts of the Middle East and stuff like that. And they had really good TV because of satellite dishes and stuff like that. So it was a huge deal. Plus, at that time in like the 90s, they ended up like big stadiums everywhere they were like a really like not like wrestlemania sized stadiums all the time like the egg dome and uh the tokyo dome which is still where they do their big january show every year so uh, allegedly from what i hear and i didn't i didn't uh wikipedia any of this but the you know the rumor around the campfire at the time was when noshimura finally retired he was still broke because he gambled all the time oh michael raven shadows here He had to spread out, so you you just have to sit there. No, I am getting bigger. No, I. I, (laughs) He's got his. I I I showed up for the other show. (laughs) I was was here first. How much do you eat? Um, But the. uh, uh, At at the end of the day, like, he was still, like, really, really broke. Now, I wanted to look up, and maybe you did, Wolfie, what this film's actual affiliation was with New Japan. Because I think this might have been made at a time when these guys were still probable names in wrestling, but not not over. You know what I mean? Like they, they were maybe out of the Fed, like maybe got pushed out for like kind of younger talent. I think Akira Nagami is, is since have a pretty good spot, or, or at least the same spot that he always had in New Japan. Yeah, I haven't. I didn't do much much research on this <laughs> yeah. one. That mean you did nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. I didn't. I had to watch uh, two other films. So <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I had to watch Takedown. <laughs> you busted. We're the one that gave it like a B plus. Uh, B minus. Oh, uh, sorry. It was all right. <laughs> um, so no, I I I don't know a, a ton about the the history here, or if these guys, you know, I don't know if they tried out or if they were just hand selected to. Yeah, I to feel be like. Flick. I mean, I don't think anybody would have picked even in a giant squid suit. I don't think anybody would have picked. Osama Nishimura for anything if they had any other options at all. Right. Like he's not he's not like particularly charismatic and he had like that those like translucent day glow smokers teeth. So like he's <laughs> oh, not like a very, Raven Shadow? He's not a very, no, like this guy <laughs> this dude made it look like Raven Shadow didn't smoke. Like Osama Nishimura like smoked like <laughs> Raven Shadow's like insulted right now. What do you mean I don't smoke? Yeah, no, like this 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 was a Give me a light. This was a man that smoked. <laughs> and the other cool thing about, not that this has anything to do with him maybe taking a B movie uh, in the twilight of his career, uh, his gimmick was that he would meditate to get out of moves. So he would be in like a head scissors and stand on his head and then meditate to like kip out of it. So. <laughs> so, all right. So. I had no fucking idea what to expect with this one. I mean, when you, you're looking at the poster, you see a giant fucking squid. It's called the Calamari Wrestler. I, I assumed it would just be crazy Japanese um, madness. And, and it was. And it was. <laughs> yeah, strangely enough, we got what we expected. <laughs> yeah, to a degree, but it was a lot more serious than I expected. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it was it was set pretty early on where he, they're having the championship match and the squid shows up and nobody seems that surprised like there it was no more surprising than when like 
macho man like turned on Hogan. It was like, oh, it's like, oh, there's a squid in the ring. Yeah. And, he's, and he's doing a northern light suplex. Well, it's yeah. just another yeah. day in Japan, you know? I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's got tentacles. That, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and boots. And boots. And two human legs. I have yeah. to admit, though, they did have it did have ten appendages. I did count it, too, just to be that sure. Yeah. <laughs> it took me to, like, the 50-minute point, though, to be sure that <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be a guy in a suit. Yeah. Like, I was like, expecting like them to take the suit off because it was cartoony looking. Yeah. yeah. And it was shot on video, so it just looked cheap. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really Especially cheap. Especially when they introduce um, the Squilla Boxer at the end. Who- <laughs> oh, I love that guy. He walked straight out of like a high budget Ultraman episode. Oh, my my um, favorite crustacean. How did you say that with a straight face, Chris? Because <laughs> I love Ultraman, and he's he, such a trash no, no, talker no the squilla, too. the squilla boxer thing. You're like, oh, and the squilla boxer comes out at the end, and the squilla boxer is such a trash talker too, huh? He <laughs> doesn't take any shit from anybody. He's a dick. He's like a dick, like the Mothman. But the design on that compared to the octopus and the squid, it's like it's, it's like very good. It's like they started on this on the 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 prawn first, and then they're like, "Oh shit, we forgot to make the squid. He's the main character." Yeah, <laughs> get the spray foam. We'll make him in a weekend. Yeah, I mean, even the octopus had a little bit more detail to him than than the squid did. Well, I think that's like a, they were learning as they went along. Well, I think the squid had to do a little more too, like. So I, I, I will admit, though, the guy in yes, the, the suit... The octopus wasn't forced to make love. The guy in the suit actually <laughs> could, could like, change the, the position of the eyebrows. It could blink. Yeah. It had rudimentary expressions. And I was actually surprised that they managed to do that with that heavy foam suit. But he did go shopping. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> and, and, he had, and he had shopping bags on every single tentacle. I, I, I legitimately... <laughs> Some of I those scenes of him, like, going about, like, I legitimately couldn't handle it. Like, I like, died. I had to stop the movie on multiple occasions because I was, I feel like I am. No, you're not. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to embarrass you. Thanks. Well, there was the point where he went to visit the girlfriend in the restaurant, and the girl comes over and is like, oh, can I get you something to drink? And he's like, Don Perignon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that fucking squid just ordered fucking Dom. In a fucking restaurant in Japan. Well, here's the part that really, like, weirded me out. When they're doing the whole, oh, he eats my radish to get the strength and all that. And he's like, oh, these dried squid are a dollar a piece. It's like, that's his fucking kids. Don't tell him. Why is he supporting this? And I love the shock look, especially on the uh, the fish market guy, and he's like buying. I, I forget what he's buying, but sardines, he, sardines, sardines, sardines yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gave him too much money. <laughs> he gave him the money, and then he gave him too much change back. Excuse me, you gave me too much change. Well, there's this scene back towards the beginning when they, <laughs> when the when the when the the squid first shows up and he he beats up the the champion and then the guys are like we just want to interview we want we want to interview the squid and so they're like all right well you can interview him and they get in there and the first question they ask him is what do you like to eat <laughs> yeah it's like I like all foods I eat everything everything's yeah. my favorite <laughs> I, I think the most amazing thing about this movie is that they managed they managed to like i don't know this isn't the craziest uh japanese wrestle movie we've even watched on this show no but they managed to basically fit all three of the first rocky movies in 
one <laughs> fucking fighting. So the new the new unknown downtrodden contender appears on the scene, and then he beats the champion in a non-sanctioned match, and then he turns around and fights and beats the champion in a very high-profile match. But then he gets fucking soft, right? Yeah. <laughs> and gets rich and successful. Right into Rocky Three, right into Rocky Three. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, like when I, when this movie had a half hour left after he won the belt, I'm like, where are they going here? And then I yeah. saw him like kind of a little bit tipsy, getting led down the street wearing a scarf, and I'm like, I get it, <laughs> you know. But really, what I think is beautiful about this movie is a weird thing to say. This is really just about like how fucking awesome and weird of an art form pro wrestling is. Like it really, it really is. It yeah. shows the the pro wrestling. Like it even goes a little bit behind the like scenes. Yeah, with for the, sure. Like, Mm-hmm. With the promoters and stuff talking about it, and how hilarious is that scene after he becomes the champion and they're drinking the ink drinks in the face? Oh yeah, he's got oh. black all over his mouth. And everything. Oh. There's, you're right though, and that's one thing I wanted to call out is, I, it's it seems ridiculous. Like they're in one of these like creative meetings, but I have a feeling this is exactly how Vince like conducts his meetings, where they're like, he's like. You know, they're discussing setting up a rematch with Taguchi and the squid, you know, and I just feel like that's like Vince, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm sure it's probably not too far off the truth. And oh, totally. I mean, I saw this as an allegory for the for the attitude era. <laughs> no. Right. Like it's like, not the attitude era, now. but no, but like trying to like they want to market market the squid as the heel. But yet, when he was going shopping with the purse, yeah, yeah. he was a man of the people. Kind of yeah. like, kind of like Val Venus. Like Vince wanted Val <laughs> yeah. to be a heel, but fucking uh, me. No, I'm kind of odd uh, too. Megatron. Um, I, I think you were right with the first part until you brought up Val, Val Venus. Venus. I but, want Vine. But I, I feel like what this John. really is is them kind of making like. What I, I was afraid this was going to be mm-hmm. was them making fun of American wrestling and how like gimmicky it is most of the time versus what their wrestling was. But what this really turned into with that last little speech by Osama Nishimura was, you know, he says it right out loud. He's like, I love that I can fight you and that you're a, you're a, a giant prong. Like with bo- with one boxing glove, you know. Like I love that. I love wrestling, and I love that I can fight you. And that like sort of like rejuvenated him. So I, whether they had some sort of political point, or or this was an allegory for any sort of era, I, I mean, I think more obviously, if it was, I, I feel like it would have been making fun of. Because in the nineties, like heading into the Attitude Era, in both the wrestling federations, the big two. There's a stark contrast in what was going on. Like, you had the junior wrestlers that were like Jushin Ligar, but that was like setting the precedent of like, they were basically repeating what worked once with the Tiger Mask. You know, they were making like a cartoon character who was a licensed thing. Right. But if you look at the big stars in this, uh, of like the 90s era versus what was going on when Monday Night Raw started, which was like Max Moon and Doink the Clown and Crush and like all these people. Osama Nishimura wore, you saw him, he wore black trunks, black boots. Like Tatsumi Fujinami wore black trunks, (laughs) black boots. Like, I thought what this was going to be was sort of a diatribe on like McMahon character-based wrestling at all versus real wrestling. Because at the end, I thought it was solidified by uh, Osama Nishimura appearing as himself in like winning the match. Yeah. But like... And I would have liked it a little, like, if this had come to fruition of what I thought it was going to be, 
I would have liked it a little bit because even the promoters got like really into it because they were like, you know, the houses were big and they were getting like a lot of press. Um, it, you know, it, show, it shows that they're looking at baseball magazine and, and you know, they were saying that, they, that they, this particular federation hadn't been in it for, in a while. But what I really think this was, was just a love letter to there's nothing like pro wrestling, right? Like there's not really no. another art form that it's, it's definitely like a unique it. art form. When I saw this and I saw the the squid come out and the octopus and the prawn and, and I mean the only the, the first thing it came to and I'm wondering if they they were inspired by this movie is uh, Kaiju Big Battle. Well, I think this I mean is, maybe maybe sands the buildings in the, in the uh, at the turnbuckle. Yeah, I think but, this is more contemporary than Kaiju Big Battle. Actually. Oh, oh yeah. Oh no, no, no. I understand that, but I think I think maybe Kaiju B- Big Battle might have seen this, you know, and just amped it up a few notches well no what i'm saying is i think this is new i think kaiju big battle was going yeah. on while this was kaiju big battle already. probably i think already going for four or five years before this oh, yeah was. okay so and right. and just if you look at i mean maybe it wasn't is this is clearly like new japan or you know or all japan one of the big two in the back in the day it's fmw if, actually no but it, <laughs> but it, I, that's what i was going to mention if you look at some of the smaller japanese feds back then like you had like Michinoku Pro, Wing. and they had like Grand Naniwa, you know, right. like who is a crab, who was the yep. fucking worst wrestler in the history of wrestling. But they had like you know super super no, dolphin, super like, dolphin hate him. <laughs> Those guys were the fucking best. No, hate hate super dolphin, super dolphin, dolphin was awesome. <laughs> no, he wasn't. So the, they had, there was a fat Ultraman and a fat panda that used to open FMW shows. Much better than those two. <laughs> I hated those two. It was Lapaka. So there was definitely a history of of these sort of aquatic characters. Right. You know, it's not like, and I'm not saying that they they ape that idea from there, but I think you know it probably was a, a very much of its time. I bet there's some stuff going on in the time where you know wrestling was becoming something a little bit different, and sure. New, New Japan and All Japan were a little bit more traditional. Ligar you know? looked marginally aquatic if you look at his mask with like he essentially looks like he has a starfish crown mm-hmm. on. Yeah. You know, like so. It, you know, obviously, this is just, it's its pretty ridiculous. You know, you're seeing this gigantic squid, and it definitely is more Kaiju Big Battle because it's more of like a, a, a monster than it is a, a human with a mask on. You right. know, this is actually like he, he is playing a squid, you right. know? Yeah. So <laughs> I feel ridiculous <laughs> even saying that. <laughs> but there was a lot of references. I mean, they call it Super Japan Pro Wrestling. So I imagine this was a take on New Japan. Had a lot of the guys from, from New Japan. Yeah. And I think that uh, there was, I don't know who it is. I think it was, uh, I have no idea who it was, but there was like, if Hashimoto has a little brother, he was like one of the young boys in mm-hmm. this movie. There there was a lot of references to, like they kept call, uh, talking about like the uh, the legend of wrestling Godozen, I mm-hmm. think is what they called him, who is definitely a reference to Rikidozen, who was the guy who basically brought Japanese wrestling to the forefront in, you know, sure. back in the day. And, you know, there's little things like that. They had Takayama in, who we refer to as handsome. Oh, my God. Takayama is a mixed martial artist turned pro wrestler who, um, if you look him up on, like, you know, YouTube or Vimeo or any of those, half of his face got paralyzed because with Don Fry, I think it was, maybe Vulcan. No, it was Don Fry. He had a middle of the ring standoff mm-hmm. where they just punched each other in the face like a hundred times unprotectively like they just grabbed each other by the shoulders and fucking wailed on each other and takiyama the reason we politically incorrectly call him handsome is half of his face is paralyzed yeah. and fucked up 
But I mean, even that was funny because Takiyama is not the guy that you would normally wheel out to do public appearances because, like, you know, he he gets in trouble a lot for hurting people for real, and like he he never quite understood the entertainment of sports entertainment because he was a legit fighter. Um, But you know, even that was kind of like an inside joke. I didn't, I didn't like. I understood it was weird that he was there, but I couldn't draw like an American comparison to what Mm -hmm. what like it would be like putting um. Uh, his name escapes me now, but the uh, the football player that got in trouble Balby. for the, no, <laughs> the is. football player who got in trouble for the the dog fights there. Uh, no, Michael Vick. Michael Vick. 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 I, I feel like it would. Of course, be like, he answers uh, first. I feel like it would be mean? putting Michael Vick like uh, like on this thing to like put over like you know a colorful sports athlete or whatever. You know. Yeah. The the funny thing too and i'm sure there's you know there it definitely is sort of a uh, a take on what was going on at the time but they were trying to or, uh, portray the squid as this gigantic heel you know and right. this monster this kaiju style monster is going to take over the the city and then it turns out that like taguchi is the heel right you know and and the squid, like we talked about when he goes shopping and everything like that, he you know warms everyone's <laughs> hearts and everyone yeah. starts to love the calamari wrestler. It's just pretty, and and you're right. You guys mentioned the squid shopping. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even fucking handle that. that might whole, be one like, of minute thing. One of the best scenes ever. That was amazing. I leg- I legitimately like peed my pants. I think <laughs> the, the scene where they are backlit by the sunrise. Yeah, that, that show right there. We just, yeah. Holy fucking shit! Like, just, I just I just like couldn't even handle it. What was that, Bill? The training montage is pretty funny. Oh too. Yeah, my god! Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> He's signing autographs. I hope you don't mind a scribble. Oh, I love a scribble. <laughs> what about the sex scene? <laughs> oh god! <laughs> uh, You're Sukadoshi. It is not. No. David Arquette in the chat room wants to know if we're going to mention his film Ready to Rumble. <laughs> uh, n- nope. Weird. Sorry, David. Sorry, former WCW champ. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Scream. And, and killed by troglodytes. <laughs> it's his did, new claim to fame. Did you also notice that Takayama's wearing a Toys R Us shirt? shirt? Yeah, fucking weird, right? <laughs> what? The fuck? what? Yeah. Weird. It's so bizarre. All right, so, uh, Chris, I want I want I, you guys, Bill and Chris, we've been talking a lot, so I want, I want you guys to get some, some more thoughts on this fucking ridiculous piece of film. You, you want me to go? You can go, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, listening to you guys, I'm not like disagreeing or calling you out or anything on this, but I think that trying to equate it to anything American might be a mistake. You're, you're, you're possibly <laughs> um, right. Because it, 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 uh, it, in my limited um, 80s wrestling knowledge, I know that, you know, they really didn't, there didn't seem to be a lot of cross-pollination between the two. People would go back and forth, yeah, but... I never saw a lot of it on cable here. No, because it wasn't on there. Right. Yeah. And I think that that him being a squid is less saying anything else about whatever's going on in the scene and more about the character because he's nice and he won't throw a match for money and he's he's good to everybody. He to the promoters is basically spineless. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's deep. Octopus are very intelligent, and they uh, are better 
They're aggressive. They're too. they're yeah, and they're better manipulators with their tentacles. <laughs> and prawn are armored. They have an outer shell that you can't break through. And that's you know when they come into their own, they turn human again. Ooh, Chris just this is, <laughs> this is so profound. Just schooled us. How about that? You just you blew my fucking mind apart. Yeah. Put on the Shania Twain record. The show's. <laughs> I think you're wrong, but thank you. But with the um, with the older character, with the with the with the with the Ultraman villain. Um, I mean the 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 armored veneer. I think that was and, and literally breaking out of his shell to express emotion um, for the first time in the in the movie. I think there's way more to that than just. Oh, this is how we're going to end it. It's just like that Dawkins song, Breaking the Chains. Dawkins <laughs> song, Dream Warriors. It's, no. Break the Chains. It's just like that. But I don't, I mean, I don't know enough about, about errors and wrestling and stuff like that to try and connect them. But it almost, it, 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 it really felt small and self-contained. Like it was discussing something about the air because they were talking about the economy and the mm. war and how that you know public perception and how uh what was his name god zoru whatever i forget Gorgon or something yeah like. how he basically you know built everything up with his goodwill and yeah so i i, I mean the whole film is it's just full of allegories the whole time you're watching yeah. it and but it, I mean, it is up to everybody to to put their own thing. If you guys see attitude error stuff in there, then you know all power know. to you. Sure, yeah. I think I, I think but, everybody had like a valid point as far as the wrestling goes, and, and you know, wrestling is like a very circular hmm. thing. You know, Raven Shadows, a, a lot of his wrestling comes like it's you know it it, it begins and ends mostly in the attitude era. Well, he relates <laughs> life me. to the attitude era. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so what are you talking about he just gives people crotch jobs yeah. when, he's, when he's pissed I mean, at him. I mean, we're not <laughs> going to see the squid doing crotch chops. He's crotch chops. Yeah. Though, though I did hear somebody equate Raven Shadow's gimmick to Vince Russo the other day, which was amazing. <laughs> who said that? <laughs> someone, someone funny that I didn't think they knew who Vince Russo was. So you'll never see that piece of garbage Hulk Hogan in here again. <laughs> I, I love how like misunderstood the squid is. Yeah, I mean not yeah. not to the public, but to the promoters. <laughs> he's, I mean he's he's like this powerful wrestler and everything like that and when he when he when he faces the uh the promoters he becomes very very milk toast in a way uh he becomes almost wimpy he's like trying to plead his case with like a whining sound when his voice well i think initially his arms flailing around he's being not manipulated but he's being controlled or by that yeah. sketchy promoter which is why he like shows up and does you know clears the ring of all the young boys and like Essentially, attacks and cha- young boys for the Raven Shadows and the ring are the, <laughs> the, the training professional wrestlers that like act as the ring crew and you know helpers for the older, more veteran wrestlers. And I think that he, um, when he you know came in and hit the ring, I feel like that was like a very gimmicky thing. But as he like, especially after he like you know reunited with his love interest, he. Um, Started, you started to see more of him, you know, and he became more of like a nice guy, which in a way, though, oh, you, you know, in a way, at least the way they're portraying the, the, the every man in this Raven Shadow was actually right in the sense where, you know, like uh, he was a man of like where Stone Cold was like, you know, 
kind of like you know white trash bear swilling you know like the 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 calamari wrestler is every man he's like mild-mannered and he works hard you know, any any not keep, like Valvinus, no, not like Valvinus. <laughs> but no, he, he, he was he was with the PP. He was with me until Valvinus. I thought he was being very profound, but um, <laughs> like, he gave me too much. This says. is a phenomenal, uh, like I don't know, like there there is like I, I agree with Chris, and I think that that might be there, and I never would have saw it, but that <laughs> basically. You know, under spotlight speech that Nishimura gives at the end of the film, like makes me think that to a degree, it like it, it's got to be about wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, th- there's there's a lot about wrestling and the wrestling industry here because he just goes on that speech of how I, he loves wrestling and you know is essentially putting out all it has to offer. You know, and at the time there was crazy stuff going on in wrestling. Like, Anoki-san was like lending out his famous professional wrestlers. To fight in mixed martial arts fights And they were getting uh, they, they were called freak show fights You'll hear CM Punk like refer to it as a freak show fight uh, Because it would be like Giant Silver Would go out and fight a real MMA guy And get his ass kicked You know it is actually bad for wrestling business Houses were down because you know um, There were all these outlandish things So they would we're, tr- we're dabbling in outlandish gimmicks To try to get people to be um, You know To get people to watch you know, to pay attention because the American federations were started, had like really solidly, you know, perforated the cable. So, you know, more people wanted to see um, The Undertaker and Edge and John Cena than they would have wanted to see their homegrown, very vanilla stars. But I think Chris's, you know, uh, statement about the characters is not on is a hundred percent spot on too yeah for sure and that all works to get can all work together too yeah yeah there's a surprising amount of depth to this film (laughs) no johnny depp though i'm in shock (laughs) it's true how about you bill how about it (laughs) i mean i really feel like this i mean we we really i we what else is there really to say (laughs) did you like the sex scene that's what there is to say no. What about what about what about? The- <laughs> that was a very t- that was a very tiny white answer. <laughs> what about the 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 um the the squid on the the ski machine? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody, that was awesome. Nobody has brought up the skid the squid wearing sunglasses. No. <laughs> I think the skid the, the squid little nose S- squid the, row. The, <laughs> s- <laughs> I like them lifting weights too. <laughs> yeah. All of the training was amazing. Yeah. But then there was that whole scene. We didn't actually bring up the scene where he, he, after the sex scene, he turns back into a human. Yeah. It's like that episode of Buffy when Angel has sex with Buffy for the first time and then he becomes evil. Yeah. Mm. Only reversed. Like the whole thing, it was, it, it was weird because they kind of brought in this mystical side of it. Yeah. Not like out of the blue, but like. (laughs) Up to that point, I thought it was still a dude wearing a foam costume. No, I did, and like, like you'd see it on the side of the bed. But it must have been like he reconnects with the woman. They have sex. He regains his manliness, and his testosterone bumps up, and he turns from a spineless squid into a into a into a bulky human. God, there you go again, making it smart. <laughs> it works. It's weird. I have to, otherwise, I will go into like a Cthulhu rage of madness because it makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> it it reminded me of. 
Um, oh shit! What's that uh, Shaw Brothers movie? Um, Bro- Box. Uh, Boxes Omen. Uh, the, I know no, where you knew you're going with that. Though. Yeah, that made sense though. Yeah, <laughs> it, it did. <laughs> but that's what it reminded me of. And maybe because it's fresh in in in, in my head because we watched that fairly recently. But it was that scene where he, you know, we are he has sex with the girl and he gives in and then he kind of loses his powers. You know, right. So I don't know if it's a if it's you know if it's if that's part of like you know the the Japanese right. well I don't know like I don't know if that's if that's part of the culture or not. No, it's a no, it's amazing too. Going back to not only did his Apollo Creed train him for his next fight, um, there's also the Adrian scene during the end. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, and she's wearing the red hat and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's every sports redemption story. This yeah. movie, it's, it's yeah. really well not not takedown. No, no, not takedown. You, you don't see the squid uh, trying to lose three pounds by sweating his ass off on a uh, steam pipe on a, on a steam pipe. Yeah. Now, if wouldn't that burn you? Am I, 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 He'd be fried calamari if he did. That's that. true. It's good for you. <laughs> Baked. <laughs> but this, I mean, I mean, it's. Man, I mean, you got Japanese wrestling, and then you got Japanese cinema. You put the two together, and you're going to get something pretty messed up. It's true. Japanese wrestling is, I mean, Japanese cinema, rather, is usually considerably more off the hook than than Japanese wrestling, too, which even still, it's much more outrageous than it was, like, 10 years ago. Like, uh, you know, there's way more outlandish stuff in cinema. Like, Japanese wrestling is still presented more or less like a sport i mean was this like a major release picture in japan no it was no okay because no because i'm thinking about the promotional aspect of this film and wondering if they did you know something with the calamari calamari wrestler like they did with no holds barred and have like zeus come out you know no there's no just a thought (laughs) Yeah, there's no calamari wrestler showing up in New Japan at this time. Like, nah. it was it did. Like it, it was still we were we were coming out of it some, but it was still black boots, black trunks. Like they 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 it, it was no though their ratings were like waning and uh, you know there was some outlandish stuff and the cruiserweight stuff and uh, uh, like this is pretty typical. Not too far after this, the great Muda was one of the biggest stars ever in America, and when Muda returned to Japan. They put him back in black boots, black trunks, and like took you know they just didn't they just didn't get it you know like and until they got desperate and people stopped coming like they would they it's why they got bought even though they you know right on the tail of doing good they had such a big dip because they weren't they didn't evolve at all no pun intended no you're not wrong so anyone else have any thoughts about this flick before we head into the verdict. I can't think of anything else that's mm. not like that hasn't been already been said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's go into the verdict. Trick or treat, baby. I wonder if people would say you're a trick or a treat. Trick or treat, motherfucker. All right. We're going to let you know whether we thought this flick was a trick or a treat. And any final thoughts we may have, Michael Raven Shadow, go. Uh, yes. <laughs> did you watch the movie? I did. He, he had to have. He had some pretty. I wise did. It was the, <laughs> the, the, the 
the the three different monsters, the <laughs> Asians and the black trunks. They really committed to it. <laughs> yes, they were very committed. They really committed to the moment. Um, you know, I, I, I this is something I wish I kind of watched with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> you always he wish. says that once on Monday Night Wars, <laughs> glistening, maybe in a bathhouse, some sake flowing. What? Nothing wrong with that. What are you doing, Chris? <laughs> you around Black Friday? Not you. <laughs> Come on, how's the new studio going? You got hot tubs in there? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a no. Um, <laughs> anyway, Val Venus. Val, anyway, Val Venus. Me choppy choppy the pee pee. Kai and Tai. No, no, no. It was, you know, it, yeah. Treat. <laughs> All right. Wow. Uh, MZ. I think I could do a little better than that. Uh, I think so. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like I said before. You put Japan, Japanese wrestling in with Japanese filmmaking, man, and you're going to get something that's that, that's very out there, uh, almost almost surreal in a way. But it's it's like you said, Wolfie. It's it's they they played it so straight that you can't help but you, you know you can't help but laugh at it even more than than you should. Um, but there are a lot of homages to other films, be it boxing or wrestling or whatever. But uh, uh, I, I, yeah, there's there's definitely some influence. I thought you were gonna do better. Us. Yeah, strangely, I am doing better. Strangely, <laughs> Raven Shadows was much much better. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I see the the kaiju big battle uh, influence on this, or or other way around. The other way around is what I meant to what say. What knowledge yes. you have going into your yes? Statement. Well, you know, I'm tired. And uh, but this is but this was a an entertaining movie. It was funny. I lol'd out loud numerous times. You don't need to say out loud. No, don't, just, don't, <laughs> no, don't he bother. Does. He does. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this this was a fun movie, and I wouldn't mind seeing it again. Treat. All right, Dynamo. Treat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Um, I I have no shame. I. You know, my one of my favorite Japanese characters is the original Ultraman, mm-hmm. and that was basically a thirty-minute build-up to a wrestling match between a monster and a space robot monster thing. More neck chops, though. Yeah, and a lot of yeah, <laughs> with nothing happening. Um, and the Godzilla movies are like that, and you you go straight through all the way to Power Rangers, and it's the same thing. It's a bunch of people in in silly costumes beating the crap out of each other with a real flimsy storyline. And this had an actual, like, almost, almost well-conceived dramatic storyline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, go ahead. No, Nogami actually was involved in Power Rangers and Kamen Rider. Kamen Rider. I don't know how to say it. Uh-huh. Big bad Beetleborgs. Yeah, right, right, right. This, um, this didn't, once it got going, it, and I knew, like, society accepted that this is a sentient ambulatory on land squid okay fine it wasn't weird to me anymore i live in the mountains it says a lot about the the movies that we've watched Mm -hmm. i think even today this is normal (laughs) Uh, and when the when the when the shrimp showed up at the end i'm like well obviously yeah (laughs) so yeah this is this is a this is a treat it's it's a little tough to get into i think kind of like calamari yeah, it's real. It's real rubbery and chewy. <laughs> the trap. Um, but but if you go in with that with that cheesy Ultraman kind of mindset, 
it'll be fine. Mm. And the prawn doing the, the the ambush on the street, man, that was unbelievable. <laughs> that was, that was, that was so that's, funny. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't I don't know how he's allowed in the ring with that giant claw. Well, he didn't use it as much. He he up, yeah. upheld the rules a little bit. Like he only used his boxing glove arm for the most part. Yeah. He did look. He did remind me a lot of Megalon, though. I like that. Yes, Samora definitely that's fucking tore that dude's arms off. I'm not sure the legality of that. Yeah, whole thing. yeah, yeah. Whatever, right? He won. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I really think that the, the boxer would have done better if he was in it for the right reasons, the belts, and wasn't so shellfish. Oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh, I wish I squid better. Yeah. All right, Bill. I'm gonna say it is a treat. Um, <laughs> you sound like you're grudgingly admitting. No, no. That. Well, it's funny because I had a hard time getting into it because mm. you know, like a movie like this hits you with the wrong mood, and you're like, "This is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen." Yep. And I definitely started off like that. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I fucking hate Jesse so much." <laughs> <laughs> But then it got to the scene, and it took me a while. It got to the scene that, that Zero just brought up when the fucking boxing fucking shrimp yeah. <laughs> runs up to the street and assaults him in the middle of the street. He drops all his shopping bags on the ground. And, and, and I just started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> And then the 45 minutes before that all made sense. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, I fucking love you. <laughs> We're watching that scene right now. He just Squilla just jumped in this frame. Oh, he's he he is literally Mr. T in that movie. Yeah. He's, he's giving like the Hulk Hogan punches on him right now. Oh. That's part of it though. It's like nobody even reacts to it happening. No, no it's yeah. totally normal. Like I said, this is Japan. This is everyday life in Japan. Runs away. <laughs> it's definitely a treat, but it's got to hit you at the right time. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. I had no idea what to expect from this, aside from the fact that there's going to be a couple like actual Japanese wrestlers in this, and it kind of it reminded me a little bit of the Foul King. I wouldn't, you know, which is the last film we reviewed with you guys when you came on. I'm not going to say I think I like the Foul King better still, but I think it's a better a better film. But yeah. this this was it reminded me a lot of it because it, it was endearing. Like it kind of was a sweet story it, uh, underneath this ridiculous. Uh, you know, a uh, layer of calamari and, and octopus and, 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 uh, the squilla. Like it's, it's so ridiculous, but it's actually kind of a sweet story underneath it. Yeah. And, uh, I definitely really enjoyed it. it. It's good. I always like when the wrestling is actually performed by wrestlers or people who know what they're doing. Cause right. you know, for every, um, what was that, that fucking movie with the, the wrestling monsters, Ugh. Oh, um, Monster Brawl. Yes. Monster Brawl. Yeah, 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 which was terrible. For every that movie is a fucking turd. For every Monster <laughs> Brawl, I mean, for every one like this, there's like five or or you know more Monster Brawls where the wrestling is just terrible. So it doesn't make any sense why if you're going to make a movie with wrestling in it, why you wouldn't hire actual wrestlers to yeah. do the stunt work. It yeah. doesn't. It makes no sense. There's, there's certainly no shortage of them. Yeah, and, yeah. and how many they should of them put someone in an El Santo film one of these days. Yeah, and how many of them work for forty dollars a night? Like it's, I mean, you can get forty fucking dollars a night. Yeah, maybe. I would have like felt like $4. I was a fucking billionaire. <laughs> Do you know how many fucking like, uh, like T-shirts and pieces of pizza I drove all the way to Fall River to get? <laughs> well, be the battle royal. Talking monster brawl quality here, mm. so we'll settle down, Mars. Yeah, all right, that's true. Yeah, no kidding. Well, monster brawl quality though that like that was bad. 
That was like backyard wrestling. MZ loved that fucking movie. No. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was terrible. All right, the so egg. so <laughs> it's it's a treat all the way around. Everyone should go check out the fucking calamari wrestler because it's a it's a it's a yeah. Japanese treat. You'll never for sure. forget it. You'll never forget it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's uh, this is this is one that you, that's, that you're gonna have trouble shaking out of your brain. That said, I said I would never forget the Hashimoto one, and I have very little remembering of that now, other than Hashimoto was in it. So. Oh, that one was amazing. Oh, my zombie mermaid. Oh, okay, yeah, right. yeah, 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 that one's incredible. So we're running out of uh, Japanese wrestling films, I think. We'll have to dig deeper next time. There's a Michinoko Pro one. Yeah. No, 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 not Michinoko Pro. The other one that's like Michinoko Pro. uh, Osaka. Osaka Pro. It's called Osaka something restaurant. All right. We don't actually even have as long as we normally do because Royal Rumble is in January. Yeah. That's true. But we need to do I Love to Hurt People. What the fuck? I've said it every time. Why don't you? (laughs) You said you wanted to do this too, though. No, I wanted to do this instead of the bad Mexican, Canadian <laughs> Mexican wrestling movie. Let's say that out loud for a second. The Canadian Mexican wrestling movie. Is that is that WrestleManiac? Is that what that one is? No. no I, if Dynamo has his way, we'll never watch this movie. What movie? The one that you just, the Canadian Mexican movie. No, it's real, real bad. <laughs> What's it called? It's called something, the zombie king. The zombie king. Oh. Enter a Zombie King or something like that. Like like Monster Zero wouldn't be caught dead on the set of this. Jim Neidhart is in it. Oof. Oof. <laughs> he plays a cop. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so for next week's films, we are gonna review we're doing an in like we're doing a, a I don't even know how to frame this. It's gonna be a ridiculous Asian double feature. We're doing uh Takashi Mike's Yakuza Apocalypse. Oh, I just watched that, man. Oh, did you? <laughs> We're doing that next week, and then we're going to follow it up with Cheyenne Sono's Tokyo Tribe. So we're both d- Japanese, right? Uh, yes. No. So we're doing a double feature next week. I'm going to check out both of those flicks. I believe they're both on video on demand right now, so if you want to go check them out, do that. Kneel before Vod. Thank you. <laughs> we and, almost lost that one, folks. Yeah, almost. I got it. I got it. So I think, uh, B- Bill, do you want to hang out for a bit? Longer yeah, and chill? Okay. So, oh, man, I'm so happy. So we're going to say goodbye to Dynamo's dad. Dad, I love you. <laughs> Bye, Dynamo's dad. I'm going to go to bed. There was, one other, there was one other thought I had about that Calamari movie. Oh, I yeah. thought halfway through it, I'm like, okay, what if this movie was done in like the preferred um, Japanese filmmaking style? Anime? Yes. What if it was animated? And it would be awesome. So I just thought about it that way, too. <laughs> that made it better. I like your gumption, kid. Thanks. <laughs> they were no giant robots <laughs> <laughs> so Chris why don't you tell folks about I'm, I'm sure Bill will handle the OTC end of things why don't you tell folks about Are You Serious okay um, I have another show Are You Serious and it's me and my friend Frank and he talks about getting arrested and all the bad things that happen and we uh, complain about idiots mostly yes. um, so they talk about you guys all oh, the time oh, <laughs> Ziggity-ziggity-boo. What is that? So we record episodes every week, and I try to put them out within a week of recording them. I don't edit them or anything. I just am Dude, you had, a lot, you had a long run of every single week. It's almost seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then my kid was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and I'm like, fuck it. The show can suffer show for waits. a little while. The so. show waits. Yeah. So she's doing great. That's so, phenomenal news. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Are You Serious? Podcast. 
and uh huh you're a great dad i try thank you thank you <laughs> dad and a good friend buddy <sighs> so everyone go out there check out are you serious what was the website again chris um, well, let's see. I just updated it like three weeks ago. So it's uh, just find it on iTunes. Are you serious podcast uh, dot com? Yes, but it's on Podbean. It's on iTunes. It's you can find links for it. Uh, find me on Facebook. Pretty lively Facebook group, too. I will definitely say. Yeah, it's a small group of people, like 250 people. But um, they contribute and we have decent, intelligent, respectful conversations. Unlike on the outside the cinema Facebook page. <laughs> it's been better yeah. for the last like year or so. I feel like it's been better. Well, yeah, it's because I had to call out all the dumb bing bongs and tell them to shut the fuck up. Oh, bing bong. I love <laughs> Oh, that was oh, so sad. He, he cried. I cried yo. a little. My, my son, when bing bong bit, bit it. Sacrificed himself. Oh, he yeah. like he looked at me and was like, dad. And I'm like. Oh, no, not now. <laughs> we both started crying, and it was so adorable. Oh, there was there was a one, another moment in Ant-Man. Tell Raven Shadow that, to get uh, back in the room. All, <laughs> tell him to get the fuck back in there. Probably got to comb his hair. Yeah. Our whole family. <laughs> our whole family had another one of those moments where it's like you're just hit with emotion all at once. It was a, I don't know if everybody's seen Ant-Man, but there was one scene in Ant-Man where it was like, oh. <gasps> No, not him. And it was it was heartbreaking. And it, but like it shouldn't be because of what, what it is, right? I feel like they they like kind of combed down the edit on that particular scene too, where they kind of even took a little bit of the impact off. But yeah, but it was still like, oh no, I can't see yeah, because I got to watch it with Mel, and she watches movies like once a year. I have to admit, I was I was I was impressed with it. I yeah, thought I liked it. Was, it. I like. I'm excited to watch great, it. But so, all right. All right. Well, we'll let Chris go because he's uh, he needs to go home. Chris go. Yeah. Chris uh, go. Press screening of Wild Africa tomorrow morning. Oh. That's a lot to take That's me away great. from Be- you. Before you do go, though, Chris, how like on a on a scale of one to ten, where is your excitement for Force Awakens? Oh shit. Oh, I'm I'm holding it about a six and a half, seven. That's it. Somewhat reserved. Yeah. I, think. I I've I've been burned. <laughs> and I'm afraid that there's going to be. I'm you afra- have been. I'm afraid. You've been hurt. I'm afraid there's going to be too much fan service and not enough, you know, actual storytelling. Well, just play Battleground and you'll be fine. That's you know, I've had the game sitting in my house for two days and I haven't been able to open it because I'm a fucking adult now and well, I like, got responsible. Like I told you, man, my start, my my um my speeder, the bike, yeah, speeder yeah. bike, I died about seventy five times. I can't wait to threw do that. the remote at the yeah. TV said. Fuck this shit and left the room. <laughs> My kid was very, very confused as to what was happening. Yeah. He told me all about it, too. He's very excited. I'm like, he yeah. can't he can't play it for shit, but he's, he's excited. No, he'll get it. good, though, and then he'll kick your ass. Yes. Yeah. How about you guys? What's your uh, one to ten? Oh, level? man. I think mine's at like a 12 right now. <laughs> yeah. You can't say that, man, because you made the you made the, pa- the parallels there. You said one to ten. You can't say 12. Yeah, it's true. You broke your own rules. Yeah. Well, I can break my own rules. I, the, I, do, I do have a level 10 excitement for being able to take my kids. Yeah, that must yeah. be awesome. Yeah. Movie at the same age around yeah. that I was. That's Yeah, that's very cool. Ten. Wait, Dynamo, you're going to see it with Chris? Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> Chris was 106 when he saw it. <laughs> it was. Um, I hadn't even seen a trailer other than the initial trailer till Wolfie made us watch it on air. Uh, so I am. I, 
I thought that would make me less excited because there has been a lot of internet bitching, uh, mm. but it it made me, it did make me more excited. Yeah, the international trailer I think is what what bumped it up for me because yeah, there was a yeah. lot of extra stuff in that one, and it and it seemed way more action focused. That sizzle rail mm. from Comic-Con? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do think that this needs less. If it has the same amount of fan service that the Star Trek movies had. Yeah. I think that this needs less tweaking. You know what I mean? Like these were movies in the first place, so I feel like yeah. this like needs less. Well, and also this is a continuation of the story where Star Trek was essentially resetting the whole franchise, right? Right. In a very comic book way, but bringing in an, another writer to to go with the script and not having you know Abrams have full full scope on it, yeah. yeah. Or or any of the other people he had for that second Star Trek movie, people the 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 best thing and then I'll and then I'll go because I gotta I gotta eat dinner. Um, <laughs> the best thing that 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 gives me hope that it's gonna be fun because that's really all I want from it. Yeah, is that there are people that will say no to Abrams to Kathleen Kennedy, not not like Lucas you can't say no because all right well guess what clean out your desk um my fortunes think you should leave exactly like I think people there were a lot of people Rick McCallum I don't think he had a good handle on what made the original trilogy good but this looks like it has the sarcasm the actual adventure that the originals had and I think people are saying no to Abrams. Like, no, that's not a good idea. Let's change this. This design doesn't work. Has anybody confirmed or denied that he had like a a Star Wars room? Like he yeah. had, he got a group of like super fans that he respected together to. Oh, I don't know. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd heard it, it. Like Simon Pegg, I think accidentally, he always fucks up people, so it could be bullshit. But like, yeah, um, he, I guess, accidentally let it drop. Hmm. I can see that as extra. Thank God Raven Shadow's back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's returned. (laughs) They were pissed when you left Raven Shadow. It's true. You'd come here? Yeah. (laughs) How's it looking? I uh, I think we'll have to do a a special get-together episode when the new one comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know I'm going to the 8 o'clock on Thursday. Frank's going to the 10. Then he's coming to my house, and we're going to do, like, Insta review, like, first impression. (laughs) Just a half hour, throw it right out there. Half hour, my fucking ass. Well, that's the intention. <laughs> yeah. later, you're going to still be five hours this. long. I filled a four terabyte hard drive with this show. <laughs> and then, you know, because I will talk about it forever. So You sure. will. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got my ticket yet, but. I'm going, I'm going the Thursday, the 17th at 10 p.m. So nice. looking forward to it. I'm I'm super super excited. Are you going to go see it, MZ? Do you care about seeing Star Wars? In the no, theater? I definitely want to see it. I'm not going to see it as soon as you guys are, but uh, I'm definitely want to see it. My 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 level is about a nine nine and a half right now. Jeez, all right, well, it's pretty high. I, I mean, I'm, I'm no, I'm he's going to see it after this. the sixes though. I was like, I don't care when I see it, but I'm really really <laughs> excited. No, I mean. I, now, are are you guys going to be seeing it in the 3D version or regular? I try not to see anything 2D, in 3D. Yeah, 2D. The first You're going to see it. 2D. Yeah, yeah, good because the colors get muted and shit like that. I will only do 3D if I go to like the the IMAX and like the legit IMAX, mm. <laughs> not the IMAX Mini that they have at AMC. Like if I go to like the Jordans or yeah, like that, one that of things. Those. That things. There are still 10 o'clock uh, Friday night tickets available. I think. Oh they're, yeah, they're gonna they're yeah. they're gonna have they're probably gonna have it like at the at the showcase down the street in Revere. Not nine. They're going to have it on like every screen yeah. right. for the for the midnights. This is did just you get, did you get tickets yet, Raven Balls, or even 
thinking about it? No, I, I hate people. Right. Um, I, I'd like to see it on my birthday. Um, I'm going to watch Cam of it on 27th. Uh, I'd rather go to Canada to watch it on Netflix. Um, what? What? You didn't hear about that? Uh, the same day that it drops, uh, it's going to drop on uh, in Canada on their Netflix. No, it's I not. Don't think that's that's not true. Not no. the same day. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I no. I did read something. That, no. No. I did read something about. Uh, no, the original trilogy is going to be dropping on Netflix that day. Okay. That's okay, that what I read. Be, yeah. Do a little did, research. Where did you hear that? I haven't heard that. Well, it's on the internet, so it's got to be true. <laughs> Fair, I guess. Get out of here, Chris. I'm hanging this Bye. up. Bye. Thank you. I'll see you guys in like four months. All right, Chris. All right. Take care, buddy. Talk see to you soon. Four months. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, some of them will be here for the housewarming. Yes. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. I'm turning your mic off, Chris. Okay, good. <laughs> That's that. Now we can talk about him. <laughs> He's still in the room. So I'm just reading a little article here about. I see something about Netflix. Uh, does it say when? The reason Netflix will be able to offer the much-anticipated movie in Canada next year and not in the U.S. or anywhere else has to do with the timing of when Disney's pay TV distribution deals were up for grabs. It's going to be in 2016, buddy. Uh, well, so you're, well, you're December. You're in January. Just a, I just had it right in the wrong decade. Well, is it December? <laughs> but does it say December, January 2016? Or it's, it just says 2016. Because this won't be because that won't be hitting. Like they're paralleling when the pay channels are going to get it, which means that it, it our pay si- channels won't get it until like Christmas next year, maybe. It would be silly if they if they put it on Netflix because Disney Don't, wants to make fucking big bucks, right. destroy their DVD yeah. and Blu sales. Yeah. Right. I mean, I could totally wait till next year, but I don't want to have to put on my you Facebook they, page no. to see you know, oh Luke dies. Yeah, that's what's that's what's going to be tough. Like these yo-yos can't even figure out not to fuck up Walking Dead, and it happens every single week. So. Right. Well, what will end up happening is if it, they did do that, there will be there'll be high there'll be you know HD rips all over the internet while yeah. it's it's major theater because you yeah. kids not can just keep that in Canada. I don't exactly. I don't think that I, I I think that like I understand in that article where he misunderstood and and I know better. I don't know if he heard it at the shop or at uh, his job, but I know better than anybody that comic book chatter is comic book store chatter is like a cesspool of misinformation. But. <laughs> Talking to you down at the end of the table. <laughs> this, you're you're really out of sorts because you're sitting on the end of the table. Yeah, I, I would rough, say pouting. I had a rough week. I yeah, I understand you have a rough week, and you know we we were accommodating, brought you the movies, you know. Yeah, but uh, I you even know. came for the ride to see you. Okay, <laughs> just to see you. You were really mad that you're not here. I just needed a plug. I needed yeah. my phone to be plugged in. Trick or treat radio. <laughs> There's a plug. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Wow, cranky. All right, well. That's a, that's a new level of vein. Like, I'll, I'll tell you what. I will move so your big, dumb head can look at your phone for 90 minutes here. No, that's the okay. show. <laughs> Wait until he finds out that the show is almost over now. That is going to go fucking berserk. <laughs> I had fucking Donald Trump fucking running amok in the city. <laughs> you know, shit, right? You were here. You were in the middle of that. There was he a missed- guy in a Punisher t-shirt with a fucking Star Wars sign saying... Fear leads to anger. It leads to all kinds of shit. Look on Victor Infante's uh, site. Anger is Jesus. Yeah, like everyone out there knows what you're talking about. Uh, Donald Trump's a guy running for president. (laughs) Tim, you're in Korea. You might not know this, but Donald Trump is running amok, and he's in Necronomicon, and he's fucking up the city. (laughs) 
Was he Bill, a fucking kaiju? Bill, where you live? <laughs> is, he, is he wearing a squid uniform? <laughs> yeah. You know what Donald Trump is? Is he wearing it like a prawn? Can we go back to talking about Shania Twain? Prong? Snap your fingers, snap your neck. Nice. Remember them? Yeah, no, I, I, I wish I didn't, yeah. but I did. A good reference right there. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Treat. Well, you oh. know what? Let's 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 take a real quick break. How about that? Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk some more with Bill. Let's talk about some OTC. Talk about else. You, uh, Bill, you've been reviewing a lot of um, last month. You reviewed a lot of uh, modern films, tempo stuff. fashion movies. Yeah, yes. I'm kind of interested to get to get your take. I know people can go back and listen to the episodes. Maybe, maybe let's talk about some of the There's ones. One you've I don't been, like. Been digging. Do. Yeah, I'm down. All right, cool. So we'll be back in just like. Mm, this will be about two minutes so we'll be right back and we're going to talk a little bit more with Bill so hang around we'll be right back sweet I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio. I will be a barble. What's up, y'all? It's me, the Yeti. Telling all the ladies that they couldn't be more fine and that we should knock those boots like Frankenstein. When I want to get my nerd on, I go to Facebook, and I go to the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. That's the place where I get to talk about all the hip new horror movies, all the cool comics, what comics, RPGs, video games, you name it, we're talking about shit on there. You could not be any cooler if you were the coolest kid in school. Be the first kid on your block. To swing that cock over at the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search for Trick or Treat Radio, ask to join, and it's like Nerd Nevada, baby, without the shotgun blast. This is the Yeti, signing out. See you at the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter, at the Delights, thedelights.com.
gym sounds good, Dynamo. Yeah. We did good works. But it's hard to not, you know, just like every Deadites thing, though, it's hard not to with the amazing, talented people we have on both sides of the mixing board. So. Then Depeche Mode, I guess, there's a marginal amount of credit for writing it. Some, a little bit. All right, we are back on Trick or Treat Radio. We are hanging out with Bill by Force. I'm here, yes. I'm peeling hard-boiled eggs. (laughs) Mm, I'm glad. I don't want to kiss you. Is there there anything more frustrating than trying to peel a hard-boiled egg that's like, just doesn't really want to peel, and you lose half the egg in the process? Masturbating with hook hands? Yes. No, this is worse. Really? I don't know from experience. But. We have uh, Dell Tucker hanging out in the chat room. He uh, says, hang in there, Raven Shadow. Think about my movie you like so much. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Nicholas is hanging out. And he says, what's up, everyone? What's up, Power Hour Nick? What's up, buddy? What's up, man? And uh, also Stephanie says, Trumpzilla. Nice. That's what it's like. All right. So she's in Atlantis. That's right. She doesn't have to worry about it. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna win in Atlantis, though. Well, well, what if he wears one of those silver suits from that Santa movie? <laughs> he could, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and he'll have to leave in like a Winnebago. Steph, we have a lot of questions for you about Atlantis. <laughs> yes, we do. Mucho, mucho questions. Sí, si, señor. <laughs> so let's see. So, Bill, over the last several weeks, you reviewed a lot of. Um, more modern films. It looks like you did uh, Final Girls, Turbo Kid, It Follows, Creep, Deathgasm, Faults, and you got you did uh, Tales of Halloween, right? Uh, I watched Tales of Halloween. We didn't do it on the show, though. Okay. I just am trying to remember all the ones you did, but of well, of- yeah. What we, what we did was I, I recently moved, and we had to build a new studio, so we had to pre-record a whole bunch of episodes because. Yeah. Eight plus years. I'm not about to start missing missing weeks now. Plus, you were in. You know, you got you. You were on the way to being better, but you were hurt, so that didn't help. You're moving. I was right in the middle of what you're moving time. Yeah. You were. There's nothing more demasculating than when you're moving and your wife has to pack everything, <laughs> and I couldn't even yeah. like pick up like boxes. It was awful. I told like last winter when I first got sick, um, my abdomen was injured. That was, like, the part where I got the infection. And, like, eventually, by, like, the fifth snowstorm, I was out there trying to do my part. But, like, you feel like a fucking dick because everyone in the whole neighborhood is out shoveling and doing what else. And there's my little special lady friend, like, shoveling, like, 12 feet of snow up to her neck. Yeah, it's the worst, man. I I felt like quite a douchebag as I drank beer and watched wrestling. (laughs) It's all true. Yeah, no, so we, we, we pre-recorded a bunch of episodes and just with the time constraints that we had and the stuff, because went, we went to Las Vegas for, for a week, me and my wife and some friends, and I had the throwdown in there too. So like just trying to watch like, you know, 12 exploitation movies or you know, horror movies or whatever, it just wasn't going to be that easy. So Chris yeah. and I kind of had put together a list of stuff that we had watched recently to review on the show. And the rule... Like the unwritten rule for OTC is we don't cover anything unless it's at least 10 years old because we want to like do cult. It's a cult movie show and it's kind of tough to be like this movie that just came out, you know, doesn't really fall into that. But we we looked at it in the reviews we did. We looked at it as could this be a future cult movie? So kind of spun it back around, you know? Cool. And a lot of the ones 
we I think we did most of those ones. We haven't done uh, Final Girls. Um, we did Final Girl, which uh, our boy Neck had a had a part in writing. Um, <laughs> the, the final product didn't exactly ref- no nope, exactly he he wrote the first <laughs> the first treatment <laughs> which was de- very different from from what it ended up being I take the to take me away from Stephanie sorry I'm just doing a little request oh uh, requests yeah <laughs> you're a turd burglar <laughs> I don't know what that means I thought that that was an ass sex thing but I'm not sure what, what you would have meant when you say it. <laughs> so of, of those flicks which ones did you did you like a lot there Bill. We actually had really good luck, man. Yeah, a lot of those are really good, actually. Yeah, it was this year. It's been kind of strange because I, I I always find myself steering clear of those hype films, right? And like obviously, it follows is the film, the horror film that you should this year that everybody has kind of like lost their shit over. Mm-hmm. Like last year, the Babadook was the movie everyone you know went nuts over, and I didn't really like the Babadook, but I will have to say that um, it follows is everything. It's been made out to be, I think. Um, it's probably one of my favorite horror movies of the last five years. And uh, I can highly get behind that one and say that although it's not you know, completely breaking new ground, it had a feel that you haven't seen, I think, in horror, at least on the regular um, in a while. Yeah. It's got that nice, quiet, but like impending dread thing going on that is very reminiscent. And when we did the review, we talked a lot, uh, not a lot, but a bit about how I kind of akined it to the thing just by that kind of unseen impending doom, but always just feeling like everything is just around the corner and you don't know what's going to happen. Um, yeah. 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 Hit all the right notes, man. And sometimes yeah. that's what you want, right? Like you don't want like. Uh, I, I feel like it was a good mix of new and what you wanted, you know, like it, or or at least like two tastes that you don't normally see together because it had a like, kind of a J-Har element to it, um, you know, and those things combined with that kind of slow burn American with like a, you know, a 70s soft focus, basically, like there's a lot of things that we're familiar with, but in ways that we we haven't really seen them together. Right. And, and, you know, it's and the thing with walking the line of the art horror movie. And I think you guys did. You guys did pod, right? No, no, no. OK, well, there's that. There was that horror movie that came out earlier this year called pod. And it's a, again, it's a quiet horror movie. It's the story of uh, two brothers and a sister. One of the brothers is gone, you know, crazy at his house up in the woods in Maine. So they go into like do this intervention and it's, you know, it's obviously very different in tone or not necessarily in tone, but in like the actual storyline, but in terms of like keeping like this quiet horror movie and keeping it small, it's similar in that. And then, you know, it goes one way, but they do it wrong in that because it's all like people yelling at each other and like, you know, you're not doing this right. And I'm not doing this right. Whereas like it follows, took this, you know, small group like that film and really, was able to kind of hone in on the relationships between the people, even if they were just kind of minor, and really just, you know, get you involved in it. I thought you guys, you, who, who recommended Pod to me? I thought it was you, one of you guys that actually recommended it to me. Not that I said the floor. No, Weird. not me either. I haven't seen it. Well, it's it's worth checking out. It's, it's a good not, ween record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dr. Rock! It's not, I mean, Pod's not, it's, it's worth checking. It's short, too. It's only like an hour and hour and like 10 minutes or something like that hmm. i'll have to definitely take a look at it i 
And, and, and I agree. I think most of us here, I know some people in the chat room disagree about It Follows. Hashtag but, Atlantis. Yeah, but it definitely was one of, uh, it was a big surprise. And, you know, it definitely channeled, I think we talked about this on our Halloween episode when we talked about John Carpenter, but it definitely channeled John Carpenter quite a bit. <laughs> it's, what? It's a soft spot, Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, it, it was a really great film. Uh, the other one I, I liked a lot. I know Dynamo may, maybe doesn't, but Deathgasm I thought was a fucking blast. Oh, Deathgasm, oh. yeah, that was fine. That was, was fun. I loved it. Yeah, I, thought, I, I didn't dislike it. I, I feel kind of the way that you said about Babadook, like, like I just didn't, like I didn't dislike it, but I, I felt like I had, you know, I, I went, I try not to listen to reviews of movies we're going to do shortly, um, so I just got around to listening to Bloody Good Horror's review of that. And I feel like, uh, and this seldom happens, uh, we're even in the same stratosphere, but I agree 100% with what Eric Newell said on that show. Like, just kind of like, yeah, you like Evil Dead, you like metal, I get it. Like, that's kind of where I was with that movie. It just didn't, like, it, it just, I, I think the, like, I don't know. Like, and I also feel like the same type of butt hurt that everybody got over Cabin in the Woods, I got over that movie. You're the only person. Maybe that's fair, but that doesn't mean I'm. I'm I don't feel it. You're you're in the minority. You and the crazy Atlantean are in the minority of people I know that don't like Cabin in the Woods. Brian Paul doesn't like it. It's a very polarizing <laughs> film. I mean, we don't have to talk about Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, no, we don't. No. But if you guys want to check out Pod, that can happen now. Doctor Rock. All right, cool. It can happen now. Uh, the other one was a pleasant surprise. Was Faults. Which yes. uh, oh yeah yeah it was cool that yes. you guys did that yeah Leland Orser fucking killed that movie yeah. Yeah, he was amazing oh, he was I, awesome I, I do love uh, <laughs> hashtag it follow sucks in the chat room um, I do love uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead but like aesthetically but she did a really good job of just looking like a crazy dirty person she did a really good movie. job of showing her acting chops in that film yeah I yeah. Agree. Yeah, definitely. That was a that was a pleasant surprise. And <laughs> hashtag cabin in the woods also sucks. Fault too that was it, it really flowed under the radar despite the people that were involved in getting it made. Which I remember, like when I told Chris about it, he had never even heard of it. And I'm like, oh, the guys, you know, the guys that did um, your next and uh, fuck, what the hell is the other movie? Uh, doesn't matter. But those guys were involved in the production and getting it, getting it made. And he was like, "Oh, great!" You know. And then he he watched it, and then like a whole, we've had a whole bunch of people that were like, "I never even heard of it." And, and like, I'm, I'm psyched that people checked it out because it, it it's a really good film, and there's a I think a lot of a really big future for him as a director. Yeah, for sure. W- what did you think about Creep? I, I think we're all kind of a little bit on the fence about that one. Uh, you know, I liked it. I wasn't completely floored by it. I found myself. I enjoyed it more kind of after Chris and I talked about it, like thinking about it. And, you know, sometimes when you have a conversation with somebody about a film, you kind of realize things that you might not have realized beforehand. And yeah, that yeah. kind of happened, I think, in the process of reviewing that. Because Chris actually, it, he was, you know, kind of pretty apprehensive in terms of giving it a higher grade because he knows there's two more films coming. So in that sense that, you know, it could ruin the first film if the other two films don't fit it the way that the story kind of sets it up yeah does that make sense i mean i mean yeah. I know what it's it's 
you can always be like, oh, well, you know, you, even if the sequel suck, you still have the first film. It's like that remake argument where it's like, well, if you don't like the, if you don't like the remake, don't fucking watch it. You still have the original. But sometimes it can sell you the story if there's a way you want the story to go and they decide to go another way with it. Yeah, I actually didn't know that there was going to be a sequel until after I saw it. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of alludes to that, I guess, in the film. I just but. don't see, like, I don't see another whole movie there. Well, there's two movies. It's actually going to be right. right. So that's that's double. <laughs> like there's well, an this- economy in their ability to use the medium in a very realistic way. Didn't leave a lot more storytelling. Yeah, I mean, but there's I mean, who knows? I mean, there's potential there. I, I when I think when I was talking about it, and I said something was talking to somebody else about it too. It struck me very much as it could have been a short in the VHS series. Mm-hmm. Because of the fact that, like, at the end of it, they show videotapes and all this stuff. And I kind of feel like it might have actually worked better as only being, like, a 30-minute short. Yeah, I could get on yeah. board with that. Yeah, So, but the idea of, of spreading that universe out to three full movies, I mean, I feel like they said that I, were, I read that they had the idea for it to be a trilogy to start. So, I don't know. I mean, I'll give it. I mean, I'll give the next one a chance. We'll see. Not like the Human Centipede Three, I think. <laughs> a lot of a little <laughs> might be stretching out a little thin. You know, maybe one sequel, two sequels. I don't. I a don't little, see it happening. I agree. A little armchair booking here. Like I would be interested if each one was a different cinematic contemporary genre. Like if they kind of took that same character and did different things. Well, I guess the second one they're saying is going to be a different person. It's not going to be related, or if it's going to be related, it's not like the the Mark Duplass won't be the main character of it. Interesting, but who knows? I mean, is he still directing? I think so. Yeah, hmm. but and we'll see. There's a great movie called Creep uh, from England that I highly recommend. Everybody, yes, out. that's the that's the um, subway yeah. arm, right? Correct. Yeah, that's actually quite good. There's also a really good movie called Creep Van. <laughs> Oh, that's Raven Shadows Mobile. <laughs> but really good. I mean, it's terrible, but. Yeah. Ian Reverend Scott and Tommy Norcal watched that before Rock and Chuck. <laughs> uh, the Atlantean says nobody puts Raven Shadow in the corner or at the end of the table. He carried the watermelon. The watermelon? The watermelon. That's a, that's a, uh, it's a dirty dancing, dirty dancing reference. reference. Oh, I got the fucking table. Yeah, he got the t- table, table for 12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no watermelon. Would, and she would like it if Raven Shadow sat there much often, more often. But I, I don't think that that's a aesthetic trade up. That's the one thing they'll say he has on me every time. <laughs> and uh, how about um, Turbo Kid? What did you think of that one, Bill? Fifty percent loved it. Fifty percent thought it was a little bit too much. Yeah, it got. I mean, I think you're a little too much. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I gave it a good grade. I'm pretty sure I gave it like a B or a B plus, but it got almost the it almost got to the point where it was they were just cramming so much shit into it that I was just like, whoa, just take a step back and and kind of realize some of the things you're doing because you're making so many like, you know, call back to this movie and this movie and that. And, you know, we're going to bring this character in to do this. And it almost like it did itself a disservice because they were trying so hard to get all of these, you know, 80s and 90s things they wanted to put into the story that it was like, just settle down for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, it, I don't know. Like, I, I actually, I'd heard other people say that, too. And I heard your review. Like, I don't I don't think that that's the case. But I, I, I respect you, your opinion. <laughs> I respect you opinion. Yeah. 
I, I'm trying to figure out how do you say the actress from It Falls, Micah? Micah? I think it's Micah Monroe. Yeah, Micah uh, Nicholas has an interesting point, um, and he thinks that Micah Monroe is going to be the next Amber Heard, um, but better after having like It Falls and The Guest. Um, and she's got that Independence Day remake brewing. Is it a remake or a sequel? It should be a sequel. I thought it was a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Not July that it matters. 5th. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I wouldn't want to see it anyway. The day after Independence Day. Uh, Columbus Day. <laughs> Arbor Day. The Atlantean wants to know if you're sitting down there because you wouldn't leave your tables outside the studio. Your tweezers. tweezers. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, right here. she just wanted to remind us that you're a grown oh man with a God. mortgage. <laughs> He's a grown man. He has a mortgage. <laughs> Thank you, Stephanie. <laughs> Jesus. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I liked her. What's the going rate for Coral? <laughs> Coral. <laughs> That's a band. Atlantis. Oh, okay. Jesus Coral Christ. Reef. There's no reason to Coral. 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 <laughs> now, Raven Shadow. Daryl. We, we were panning it, and I know you're a fan of, of that show. Like, yeah. um, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. I fell asleep. You always uh, fall asleep. He's a grown ass man. Because I have fucking bills to pay. I didn't want to work. So I didn't see the last episode. I haven't seen the last. I don't know if I have either. Of what? Wait, what are we talking about? Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Too close to fucking comfort. I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) What's a new Ted Knight joint? What's Monroe up to? Well, that's a good night for you because you have Monday nights off. That's like a Saturday night for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday night's my Saturday. By the what? time I watch Ash vs. the Evil Dead, there is a fucking ass. That fucking slow ass. This, show. What are you watching, Johnny? This is one of the movies we're going to watch next yeah. week. I'm just, I'm just, uh, wow. Test, make sure everything looks okay. Treat. Dude, <laughs> uh, what is it, freaking um, the Mike film, Yakuza Apocalypse, or whatever it is? Uh, Tokyo Tribe. To- no, no, the other one. Oh, we're doing Yakuza Apo- Apocalypse and Tokyo Tribe. Yeah, Yakuza Apocalypse is uh, Mike getting back to form. That's yeah. what I've heard. Yeah. Somebody just kicked somebody right in the gullet. <laughs> Tokyo Tribe looks l- pretty ridiculous, too. Is there any uh, calamari in it? Not that I'm aware of. I love, as, as an aside, all I could think of while I watched that movie is how much I love calamari. <laughs> Do you eat the tentacles or just the rings? All of it. No, he loves testicles. <laughs> he all likes to it. put the testicles in the rings. Yeah. Calamari. <laughs> I would, I've had my share of testicles in my mouth. <laughs> Whatever. Not, I'm not afraid to suck a dick if I need to. <laughs> yeah. hey, calamarzi. I'm not. Af- I'm, I'm not afraid to suck a dick if I want to. It's 2015, dude. Do, do whatever you want to do. Shouldn't, no, be, shouldn't be forced to. There's no, there's no, no attitude. No Vince Russo here. No Monster Zero here. <laughs> That's right. The, like, the dicks of today are are, are the dicks of today are all on that end of the table. There's dicks out there, and they need a sucking. <laughs> I think you're being very disrespectful to Michael Raymond Shadow, to be honest. Thank you, yeah. Because you wouldn't fucking be leaning like that if I was sitting there. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. I'd punch you right in the neck every 10 minutes if you got within arm's reach of me. I'm going to grab that fucking So Michael Raymond Shadow is sitting at the end of the table today because my phone is broken and I needed to be able to plug it in and and have it nearby to have notes. Mm. Right? Monster Zero, who is sitting in the same seat he usually is, that gives me a, you know enough space, is fucking leaning back <laughs> in fucking Michael Raymond Shadow's space. So disrespect. He has his arm up in fucking Michael Raymond Shadow's well, arm. Let me, let me just let me just say this first. First of all, I never even realized that until you said something. I'm sick. Second dude. of all, second of all, all right. Third of all, <laughs> second of all, I'm sick. 
Third of all. So you're going to give him the plague? Yes. Third of all. <laughs> it's a double show, man. <laughs> it's a it's a it double. is a double. First show. of all, well, Dynamo's doing a thing where I'm mad at him, but now he's going to turn me on you. No, I'm and it's working. you. Uh, Why are you mad at him? I'm what not mad at him anymore. I'm mad at I'm not at Master Zero. He's <laughs> mad at me. <laughs> he's mad at me no. because he's pouting that his his big head isn't the first thing you see here. <laughs> no, he hates that. <laughs> he's the most vain human on earth yeah. and he's upset that he can't see it look come see on himself. don't you like my and hair not, and my favorite part Coral. is he's sitting here usually for a whole show not reading the chat room usually but no I'm now mad at Monster Zero I'm Rick yes Coral <laughs> Coral Coral but I'm not trying to do a thing you paranoid asshole I was just sticking up for you because I looked up I made a joke about you both being down there, and I realized he's all up in your space. I was trying no. to be nice. No, 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 no. I'm on your side. I don't do I things. It. I don't do things unless you are paranoid, insane, and try to link things together. You are like the fucking molder of insecurity down there. What? Like you are always trying to link things into big giant conspiracies. Well, if you weren't all in cahoots, right? Exactly. <laughs> Nicholas loves fried calamari, and I mean, who doesn't I do? And Stephanie says he's got those DSLs. That's you. <laughs> oh, dick sucking lips, right? Yeah, yeah. MZ, MZ's got him. That's sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Can I you come get, be on your show for now, so, on, Bill. Bill? You get that in Revere? He's not in Revere. Not in Revere. Where's he from? Let me tell you. Let me shut up, dude. What? Hey. Also, also, thank you very much for the kind voicemail you sent. Uh, yeah, you had sent to us. Did you hear that? There's a lot of lot of lot of emotionality in that. I also sent him the test one. We were like test, <laughs> test, bumbleo, test. That's exactly how it went. You're like test, test, bumbleo, bumbleo. Is this working? <laughs> is this thing? Uh, I don't know if this thing's on. Is Wait, it recording? Is it really record? But there's no monitor. Who? I just don't know who you were testing for. Did you send him a test one? And see <laughs> I tested if it, it from himself. No, I didn't. I didn't have my headset. I was in traffic. Wait, here. Let me let me go ahead and play this one. This is this is the first. Ravenshaw sent me four voicemails to send to to OTC. Here's number one. Oh, hold on. Let me. Uh, there we go. I have the test one here. If you need it. No, this is him driving. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Josh leaving his voice? That's now? it. Oh, <laughs> you see the fucking car? You hit record and didn't say anything. Holy shit! I have a, I have a, I have a paranoid conspiracy thing of my own. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is Michael Raven Shadow. I wonder if Josh's crazy voicemails that he leaves us. Yeah. Are making fun of the voicemails that I leave OTC, which are of similar quality. I like, didn't. I always forget that I'm supposed to, like, voicemail them, and I'll, like, voicemail them when I'm, like, walking right. down Route 20 with trucks, like, zinging by me or whatever else. Like, so I, I wonder, like, Josh leaves our show voicemails that he'll be talking very intelligently, but you'll hear, burr, burr, and, like, airplanes taking off and, like, big vans going by. Like, he recorded them under an overpass. Like, I record voicemails for you. I didn't have a headset. <laughs> I wanted to have some content. I missed the big 400, and I wanted to, because I was thinking about you, Bill. Yeah, no offense, dude. It was also two months ago. Well, I know. I don't know. I don't... <laughs> well, he just listened to it. It's new to him, yeah. damn it. Yeah. And he, and un, and he listen. did listen. I'm surprised. I thought our 400 show went well. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. As I was saying, I know I live in Wakefield now, which is a gorgeous little town, I might add. Home yeah. of the knuckleball. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks, Timmy. 
Was that on air or off air that time? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't even know. I think that was on the other show. Am I harkening back to a joke we didn't actually tell? Yeah, it might oh. be. <laughs> Somebody already did the Tim Wayfield joke? A few, oh, uh, you made that, yeah. Uh, I don't oh, remember if it was on the air or not, though. I don't remember what we were doing, but it was a time that our good buddy from the Cult of Muscle, Chris Davey Rome, was on. But Monster Zero left the room, we made a joke, and then he came back and hearkened to the joke. Like, it was the most amazing thing that I've ever heard in my life. He was doing a callback to something that happened when he wasn't even in the room. I feel awful right now. You know why? Why? I am jipping all of our listeners to an up-close and personal view of these two looking at things on their phone. Would you like to, would you like to know what we're what are you looking, looking at? at? What are you looking at? Let me see. All right. Hold on. Let me get it back. Hold on. Okay. Uh... Just hit the play button on that. I don't have any sound, so don't worry about it. All right. I'm putting this up to the... I don't know if people can uh, fucking see. You can't see. really see it. It's digital feedback somehow. That's great uh, for radio. It's yeah, it's, for, it is great radio. Uh, it's uh, Bridget the Midget uh, jumping off stage onto an African-American gentleman oh who God. cannot <laughs> catch her. <laughs> what the fuck? So it's All a right. naked hobbit uh, <laughs> falling. I don't know if that's the... I don't, I'm not 100% <laughs> what sure what the, like poli- that for? what the politically correct... That's what you watch. Yeah. That's what you watch on yeah, the Dino, fucking show. Dino, here. No, I don't want to look at it here. Will you knock it off? Also, it's even more disturbing that you watch... <laughs> oh, I've seen that. I've seen that. Figures. No, watch this. Watch <laughs> no, this. No, I'm not going to look at Will that right now. watch it? I'm making... I, oh, my I got, God. We get so many... I'm sure you, know, you guys don't pay attention, but we get so many people making fun of us in the chat room that all we do is look at our phone. I'm dedicated <laughs> to the fact that I'm trying not to look at my phone. Yeah, meanwhile, you got more than anybody. I have a phone open. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. And I haven't looked at it in a while. I certainly didn't look at fucking alternate forms of entertainment while we have a fucking guest on the phone. Who's that? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Bill, you still here? <laughs> Unbelievable. You guys are like the herpes of workers' radio. compensation for a couple more days. I can, I can stay late. I, I wish I knew that. Once you got in, I would have spent one spent one of my days off come visit you could watch some movies I would have brought some pro wrestling gorilla we blew yeah. all this workers comp time yeah. you got any Viking some, in the back some KY jelly too? I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be on workers comp um, soon after you oh that's real quick uh, not that the two people on the end of the table give a fuck if I live or I die but I know some of our listeners and Wolfie will uh, though I though I feel like I've I care been, too, man. No, you care too. <laughs> uh, my insurance finally went through, so my procedures will start on Monday. What you're gonna die? Uh, probably not. Oh, maybe. Uh, so you don't have to actually get so sick to get better this time, right? So, well, there's still a slight possibility that uh, the so I get abscess on my voice box, folks. Which, if you're just tuning in, is not fun. And it got infected and abscess, and they had to cut it. So there is a possibility, I don't know how slight it is, that it healed much in the way like wax melting over something. So they can't cut that off, right? They they, they don't want to carve it off my voice box. So if that happens, I have to get sick before they do something. But because of my insurance uh, not wanting to let me have any more CAT scans, or, or I believe was the point of contention, I had to... I had to wait for my doctors to be able to fight about with my insurance so that I could have another CAT scan in a certain amount of time. When I complained about this, my doctor, who was very level-headed, said, well, if you get sick in between now and then, you can go to the emergency room and they have to take you. So that's what Wolfie was alluding to, that I don't have to get sick to get better. 
So, Jesus. so what are you having done on Monday then? Uh, I'm having the pre-op, which is a CAT scan. Oh, pre-op. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I, it's the same as it was supposed to be you, on you the, hormones on and... October 26th so when I was supposed to have the breasts you wanted. No, no he's I've, finally going to be the man that he wanted. I've to already be. got a nice wreck. <laughs> um, he's getting he's getting that shit taken off. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Caitlin Mars. Sorry. <laughs> Susan Mars <laughs> hung like both of you combined, <laughs> the, uh, and plus some. But the um, uh, I'm going to have a CAT scan, and then as it was supposed to be on the 26th, if the, it is infected or the cyst is pushing on something they don't want. Uh, actually, this is actually pretty scary compared to King Diamond. Uh, when this King Diamond <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the thing, they will wheel me off and do the surgery right then. Um, but the p- more probable plan is that they will look at it and within a week or two do the surgery. So potentially, you can't go to King Diamond on Tuesday. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I will know at about two o'clock on. Or, or Kim, uh, my special lady friend will call you. Nice. Um, the flip side is that I will uh, after the surgery I will be able to sing like King Diamond. But what do you do now, with the ticket? <laughs> you can have it. You can have a not go. Um, I but I, I though I do feel lousy and I have felt lousy since I got off stage on the when was that guys the twenty third. Yeah, um, it has. It didn't hurt before that, but it hurt once I was singing. And then we also it didn't help that we did like fifty two million hours of podcasting in October. I don't think, but um, yeah, it. Uh, I, I don't think I feel. I don't feel bad enough that I feel like they're gonna wheel me away right then, or else I would have told you already. I think there's a, a a very slim chance of that. We so, will find out yeah. on Monday. And the other thing is, with how fucking crazy this is, like, I thought with the first one, which was an emergency where they cut me open and I had a hole on my neck, I was going to be in the hospital for months. But they did, I went in on a Monday night, they did the surgery on a Tuesday and let me out on a Wednesday. So yeah, I get, you know, get there Monday in the day and this is like a surgery that they know they're going to do, you know? So I'm sure it's uh, maybe, I, I don't know if it's orthoscopic, but, you know, again, it's it's a planned surgery, so... Dollars to donuts. They cut me on Monday. I'm out to King Diamond on Tuesday anyway. So, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> nah, don't worry about it. I'm okay. I'm a sold. I'd fucking, I'd play with King Diamond on Tuesday after a surgery. Wolfie will tell you. He's he's fucking playing Abigail, dude. I know the whole fucking gonna be so good. And Exodus is playing too. I just found out today. Nice. I'm gonna do the toxic waltz. I'll be a fucking. <sighs> <laughs> I can't wait. So uh, much bad hair. Nickel- I also made I also made Michael Raven Shadow a mix CD, and he's still giving me a fucking hard time. I fucking break it. You made a mix CD what, back in '97. No, I made you a new one with fucking uh, Rob Zombie doing uh, "Enter Sandman" and uh, the fucking Madman Mars song and all this other fucking stuff. But you can go fuck yourself. But you didn't give it to me. <laughs> I didn't yet. You're right. You were correct. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll remain in that stage. The fucking Warlock pinches. Like Sucks. talk about Morrissey rides a cock horse. Nicholas says Bombaleo, Bombaleo, yeah. <laughs> rock me Bombaleo. Better than a dog scan. And then uh, he also Thanks. says, Raven Shadow's listening to every Trick or Treat radio three times in a row. He's busy. Thank you, Nicholas. That's true. <laughs> Finally a professional. That's the, then he gets the Nicholas Power three hour. Yeah. And it, apparently uh, porn and squids, that's what MZ's looking at. Oh, it sounds about right. I'm going to tell you uh, words to live by, trick or treat radio heads. It's a fetish. If Monster Zero ever says the words to you, look at this or send you a link, 
Do not don't fucking do click on it yeah, under any fucking it. circumstance. Make him use yeah. his phone. Yeah, don't. Yeah, don't. make sure. Yeah, Vaginamo. You can't understand why you got that nickname, huh? <laughs> no, but don't. don't. I think Bill did it because it rhymed with Dynamo, but I'm not 100% yeah. sure. Well, well, now there's a second reason. It's because uh, you're a big pussy. All right, slow it down. <laughs> hey, buddy, look at this girl's vagina. Yeah, no. Like, I'm sorry that I don't get excited by, like, squash videos and, like, Down Syndrome Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, Down Syndromes are okay. Squash videos, no. All no, them I don't, watch, I don't watch squash. Have videos. you watched a squash video before? Absolutely not. I, I don't even sure. I don't even what know is, what that is. What's a squash video? It's gross. It was in ABC's of Death. We saw one. ABC's of Death one or two. What is it? Oh man, I don't. I don't remember. It's like when you squash like a kitten. Yeah, Jesse Wait, to Urban. It's like, it's like when you yeah. Ugh. It's like when you take a small animal and squash it under your foot. I feel like you you said on air though that you had once. Why? No, no. I don't think I have. No. If you watch that, didn't know you. that's worse than that you did. I'm gonna squash you, Mazda Zero. That's you. then again, your brain's broke too. <laughs> it is broken. Yeah. See, this is one of those weeks where something's not right. Like, like last week, no notes. Long show, like not very notes. This week, there's like a fucking million notes. Squash videos, King Diamond. <laughs> Abigail, Abigail, Abigail. Wakefield, Nass, <laughs> knuckleball, the knuckleball. <laughs> fucking bro- just break down, take down, you busted. <laughs> Billy, have, I need you. Down syndrome you porn. Have now. I have watched that. Wakefield that actually still has a soda fountain. So, does, uh, all right, I'm going to roll the dice and make sure that my special lady friends uh, hope and make sure she doesn't ever hear this, but I bought her a top loading NES that came in the mail today. She's going to hear this. She won't. She, oh, do you wow. think she fucking listens to this show this far in? <laughs> um,. You know she's gonna now. Yeah, we go, huh? We real fucking romantic. Well, that's what she like. I also bought her a very, a very nice Betsy Johnson uh, wax thing in a thing that um a thing a thing a, a set of earrings <laughs> that uh, the girl from Atlantis told me that I should buy for her, and I said they were ridiculous. And then I switched. Let's talk about fucking cahoots. <laughs> and then at dinner the other day, she's like, "You know what I'd really like?" And she said those very earrings. So I had to like order them. I had to go. I had to go to the bathroom and order them on Macy's dot com. But, uh, yeah, when that shit happens, everyone at this table and on the other end has to come over my place for a pro wrestling tournament. Ooh. Ooh. Classic. I'm looking for Tecmo Wrestling, too. I haven't been able to find it, but... Uh, Actually, I, I have an NES. Pro Wrestling, they, right? Is that what you're talking I about? I would have gave it to you. Uh, I, wanted, I have an NES, too. I wanted a top loader. It's a top wanted, loader. Is it, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. This was not, this was not prohibitively expensive, so I didn't right. mind. Um, Bring but, it like, to the studio so we never get anything done. Right. That sounds like a great plan. Yeah. Right? Then, then what will happen that happens at the music studio, you eventually don't get anything done because you're playing one particular video game, and then you get so lazy that even the PlayStation 2 is dusty. Wait, for wrestling like Starman? Yep. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I started at your shop, actually. Shit. And uh, you had a good selection uh, of, of all the f- games that I felt like were like, if I buy this system, I better show up with these games under the tree. Yeah. Uh, you did. You only didn't have one. <laughs> RC Pro. Nope. Uh, Friday the thirteenth. Oh shit! No. Well, David Arquette's hanging out in the chat room, and he says, "Does anyone remember Eight Legged Freaks?" Nope. Yep. <laughs> only him. You mean yeah. arachnophobia? Scream. <laughs> the scream is the six eight. Oh, you guys want to hear an awesome story? Six eight Sue came up to me and went, "Hey, Mike, what's up, saying?" I'm not on the radio very much anymore, am I? <laughs> went, no, 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 saying that's my fault. He goes, I bet you the people are asking for me. <laughs> that's true. They want more sing-sang on their computer. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we have uh, we have a double tap to get to, and then we also got some voicemails to get to. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be very exciting for you, Bill. Hank, don't leave, Bill. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Bill, I love you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to watch wrestling on the <laughs> WWE Network for only nine ninety nine a month. Nice. <laughs> have you watched, uh, what is it called, Breaking Ground yet? Is that the one? That's so good. Yeah, it's it's, it's real good. Will, it's Will, really good. Will, you'd love it. Will Shatner... Uh, William Shatner, yeah. yeah, he narrates it. Oh. It's basically I can't. There's there's another program where it's exactly that, and I can't I can't put my finger on like what it is. Maybe you guys well, will know. It's like it's, the uh, what they do with the NFL on. Right, uh, right. Thank yeah. you. Hard knocks. So, Hard knocks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's awesome. Yeah, it's good. I'm two. I think two, one or two episodes behind, but I watched the one where they were like, "Yeah, so if Dana Brooke doesn't step her stuff up, she's going to be in trouble." I'm like, "Good, I fucking hate her. She's literally the worst." Right. <laughs> but. I do feel, you know, not to endorse, not that Vince needs our help, or maybe he does. At least we're writing. That's who he should hire is the, the fucking people here. Yeah. But uh, I do say that, like, you know, like nine ninety nine a month is an investment that I, I, I feel you guys would both enjoy. Like hours of entertainment. Like it's the only thing I do outside He would just of work. watch uh, Attitude Era that's all fine. night. That's fine. That's what's all Venus. I got to give the fucking E-Network credit where credit is due. Like, there are two people that live in my house that watch it, and we don't watch the same things. So, like, while she's watching Breaking Ground and that show where people are having dinner together and stuff like that. Oh, that's I'm, so good. Dinner for three. It's yeah, awesome. I'm watching. I've watched every single Halloween Havoc from the first one to almost, like, 94 at this point. So, like, you know, there's, there's something for everybody there. Hello, Old world class. Ladies. You guys could catch up on the ECW that was on before it was syndicated here. It's good stuff, man. Hello. That's my double lady. tap. That's all of our double tap. Yeah. WWE Network. Treat. Treat. Nine ninety nine. I peed my pants just now. Stephanie asks Shit. if we can replace Raven Shadow with Sing Sing soon. I all right. Listen. Wow. I think Sing Sing soon in the new studio is a fucking must. Can right? somebody open the dome? <laughs> the dome. Don't say anything about my Atlantean. She's my favorite of all of you. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, she's one of she's one of the forty seven people who work on this show. She's yeah. so yeah, it's true. <laughs> she's Gilberg. so she's so beautiful. She made her smoke alarms go off last night. Ooh, it's hard. To <laughs> what were you talking on the phone? Huh? No. <laughs> I, I actually went to bed at a reasonable time and woke up to text. Now we haven't. Been to, <laughs> I, I was going to say we haven't been talking on the phone that much, but I guess Tashara? we have. I like talking to, to the Atlantean. She's smart. She makes me realize things. She yeah. she makes it so I don't quit the show every week. She's very helpful. Well, I think I think that's a good point right there. Let's let's go ahead and uh, take a break. But before we do that, Bill, why don't you tell folks about OTC? He's not leaving. I'm leaving. You he's s- not leaving. <laughs> he's leaving because because you said he's not. You still got it. I'm leaving because I, I actually have to take a huge dump. <laughs> just take your microphone in. Yeah, right? just yeah. take it in with you. A dynamo does it. <laughs> nah, it's a big controversy. Yeah. All right, so how long have you known me, Ben? Uh, a year. Two, six years, seven yeah, years, if too I, long. If I was long taking, a, if I was taking a fucking shit right on air on another show, <laughs> would, I, it, would I lie about it? No. no, no. See, that's that's. No. Yeah. Should, should we play the clip? Don't. Yes. Don't, yes. Don't, yes. Don't. yes. I'll leave again. We're already. <laughs> I want you to leave. I'm gonna leave. Well, that's why I asked. Lock the door. If you don't, door. If you don't want me to play it, I won't play. No, it. you can play it. I don't. I don't mind. Don't. I wasn't I don't. mad that you played it. I was mad that these guys were making fun of me. With all right. We listen. were laughing. 
Well, let's let's let Bill hear it. Hopefully, you good. can hear it well enough. Uh, nice show. I'm listening. All right, here we go. We I never realized how much um, John Malkovich is taking a dump. <laughs> <laughs> I am super embarrassed by how bad that headset sounds. <laughs> Yeah, you've definitely taken it up. That's why you should. No, I would tell you. Like, why would I lie? I've told stories about shitting my pants, buying new pants, shitting them, and putting them back on the rack. Because that's not on the radio. This is. Totally different. Yeah, but you have to understand, I like those cult of muscle guys much more than you. We talk about shitting ourselves off the air. Cult cult of feces. I'm leaving. Raven Shadow can have his Block chair. the door. Block the door, Raven Shadow. Block the door. Don't let him out. I'm getting in a better mood. Raven Shadow can even look through my bag with all my new pouches that I have. Yeah, he's got like... Daniel has like fucking 10 little like... I don't even know. They're like little bags of like car- compartmentalized. His his life is car- compartmentalized. Kind of like Cable's costume in the nineties. <laughs> yes, it's like a Juggalo's pair of pants. Somebody somebody followed Dynamo to the bathroom. All right. Why, Why would you ever do that? Why would you ever do that? I have no idea. <laughs> Dopey number two. <laughs> All right, Bill. Well, I think that's going to do. We'll let you go take a take a, a dump. <laughs> yeah, uh, just go to outsidethecinema.com. It, it's if, that's fine. <laughs> there you go. Go to outsidethecinema.com. They're the b- fucking best. I, I'm uh, super yeah. excited to uh, hang out and see the new place, Bill. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Yeah, absolutely. So everyone, go check out outside the cinema, Bill. Thanks for hanging out with us again, man. We'll definitely do it uh, again in January, right? Thanks yeah. for having, Broseph. <laughs> you got it, bud. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see ya. Bombaleo. <laughs> see ya. All right, that was Bill from Outside the Cinema. Awesome fucking guys. Go check out Outside the Cinema. They do live Wednesday nights just before us. And then uh, and then afterwards, come hang out with us. So we're going to cut to a break right now. And then we'll be back in just a few moments. And we're going to do some quick double taps. And then we'll play voicemails. We'll be right back. The following message is a paid advertisement for the Cult of Muscle podcast. The Cult of Muscle. You're either in it or you're dead. It's the dawning of a new age. The halls of Valhalla have been shuttered. The heroes of yore have either retreated to the shadows or taken to capering for the amusement of the small folk. Their past glories of distant memory. The barbells have been torn from their once puma-strong grips. The beards shown from their square jaws, only to be transplanted onto flannel-clad, puny weaklings with fingers barely powerful enough to strum a ukulele. The time has come, my brothers, to restore order from the chaos. No longer will our heroes be forgotten. No longer will their great deeds be viewed through a foggy lens of irony. Hear now our rallying cry as we scream it from the mountaintops, as we bellow it from iTunes and Libsyn and Facebook. It's time to join the cult, my brothers. So don your cloaks and enter the cult of muscle. Hello. 
Hello, darlings. It's your favorite whiskey-drinking, litigious, singing, dancing fantasy girl. Want to reach out to me and the world's greatest monster-hunting multimedia organization, The Deadites? Log on to Facebook forward slash The Deadites. It's got all the info you need to follow the world's greatest monster-hunting band, like live appearances, info on your favorite Deadite, music, and all the links you need to our new weekly multimedia and all our side endeavors. Too many letters on Facebook? That's okay, sugar. Just follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at The Deadites. Hope to see you soon, and we'll leave the lights off. Turned. You know what these both those songs have in common? What? They're both sitting on my hard drive waiting for uh, <laughs> a new Dynamira Mac to happen. So they oh, can you know work. what? I, I have some insight that might be happening very soon. So that means as soon as uh, you know, as soon as this uh, deal is brokering behind the lines, behind the scenes, you uh, we may get 20th Century Bastards before the end of the year. After all, maybe. All right. Well. Uh, what we got going on in the chat room? Uh, Dale Tucker <laughs> is in there. Oh, and uh, Stephanie asks, have you heard there's a movie about how you must die? <laughs> <laughs> um, Nicholas says, play the clip, play the clip. Uh, if it's the Dale Tucker clip, I don't have it. No. I should get it, though. I think he means the poop clip, I guess. Which I didn't oh, 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 maybe, yeah, Like, yeah. of all the absurd things in the whole entire world, like, I was actually, like, this is, like, I yeah, was but- speaking to... Derek Rook at the about this over dinner the other day, like really, yeah, like I <laughs> like pooping, yeah, no, like if I really pooped or not, <laughs> if if I um if I pooped, I'd say if I was shitting, I would say. So I guess it's become a urban legend, huh? Or, or, or urban, some sort of uh, unsolved mystery. It became an urban cowboy. <laughs> we need Robert Stack on this. <laughs> so speaking of Derek Rook, that's a really good opportunity right now. We didn't get a chance to mention this earlier just because we had some guests on. You know, I don't want um, us talking about making money to supersede um, guests. But we did cross the $500 
threshold. Yahoo! We are now, I believe it's five. Let me here. Let me check. We are at five hundred and eleven dollars so far. Fucking a! You guys are the best, man. Now we did pass the five hundred dollar um, milestone. However, we do have a few others to to pass. But since we've unlocked the five hundred dollar milestone, we have. A whole fucking slew of amazing original artwork from Derek Rook. I'm going to post some of these up. Just hold them up. These are originals. Oh, wow. These are original pens. Uh, there's some uh, and inks, I should say. Um, there's some that are colored, some that aren't. But these are this is original. The original artwork, and some of it has never seen the light of day. Oh wow, those are cool. Friggin unbelievable stuff here and Derek gave these to me and I was like Derek are, are you sure are you sure you want to give these away and he said that he had made peace with them oh. like like getting rid of his 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 children and uh, these mean a lot to the man and that means a lot to me that he would give these to us to give away it's unbelievable there's some unbelievable stuff here wow so i really really want these to find a good home i want people who are going to appreciate this art and i know everyone that so far has given will definitely appreciate this uh there's some fantastic stuff in here though this is one of my favorites right here man so so good so everyone who has given any money so far into the contest is in the running to get this huge prize pack what I might do is I might, I think I decided that we're going to do, there's going to be three prizes. So this is, this is the final, the final word. There's going to be a grand prize winner. That's the person whose number gets picked. They're going to win a shitload of stuff. We do have some duplicates of some stuff. So there also is going to be a runner up. So we're going to choose a runner up and they're going to get a, a much, much smaller prize pack, but still a prize pack nonetheless. And then for the person who donates the most amount of money, they're going to receive a prize as well. I think that that's a fair way of doing it. That way, someone, if if they give a ton of money, they're going to get something out of this. And then we're going to get one lucky person who's going to win it all. This right here is unreleased. This is the front cover to Day of the Dead number three. When when, uh, Derek had, he had the license for, for Day of the Dead for a little while. Look in the blood monster zero. Do you see someone saluting? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's that? Yeah, that's Bub. Yep, that's Bub. Yeah, in the bottom center. Yep, yep. Bub the zombie. I would kill for this. Oh. <laughs> I would literally kill to have this hanging up in the studio. And this is from the Dead Omnibus. This is one of the. Let's see. This is one of the pinups. For the dead omnibus, which Derek just released, and uh, if you guys see, you see what her earrings are. Oh, testicles! No, no, no the nipples—they're her nipples. Nice, oh, Jesus Christ, that's so, sweet. We have all these original pieces of artwork from Derek Rook. We have—he gave us one of his um, one of his graphic novels. Let me grab that real quick, and then there's a bunch uh, of other stuff from the dead omnibus. There's some some bumper stickers, some barf bags. My old dear, dear friend Tim Nichols is in the uh, audience right now. Nice. What's up, little Tim? Yeah. 
Voices from Dead World is uh, a narrative chronicle of those living dead and undead. This is an, another amazing little piece right here. Yep. Want to take a look at these? Right in, in my opinion, though, that's a later you know iteration of the series. Uh, uh, I feel like uh, Dead World had all the stuff I like about Walking Dead in it, but like was kind of like more of like sleazy and more B movie. We also have, I, di- I didn't get a chance to look all the way through this yet, but we got a, another package. This was, uh, I think you got this one squared away for us, Dynamo. Yes, I did. It was very simple when you talk to uh, somebody who's like your brother every day, though. Yeah, for sure. So we got from our boy Jim Smith from Teal, we have vinyl of his latest album, Hydrostatic. Shit. This... Vinyl isn't isn't cheap these days. No, <laughs> so and this it was is, only there was only, he only made a few hundred of those. Too. Yeah, and we also got an I love synths T shirt. Right, and and for those of you who do not know, uh, if you only know Jim and Teal from here, Teal is a pretty hot commodity on the uh, uh, the club and electronic scene as far as like his tracks go and stuff like that. So that's probably a a really big collector's album to have a, a collector's item to have one of those uh you know jim's music was just featured in the movie the get uh the gift or the guest the gift uh, the gift yeah um you know so he's a he's a he's pretty highfalutin in the synth world so that's a that's a pretty remarkable fucking thing to be able to win for literally one dollar you can win that it's true i mean obviously the more you spend the the more your chances go up sure but- you know, even just one dollar could get you all of this shit. What do you think of the artwork, MZ? That's pretty sick, man. Can I have one? <laughs> no. Well, <laughs> well, we're we're we can we can't enter, so oh. we're not but maybe, eligible. Maybe maybe uh, girlfriend zero will win. Yeah, she yeah she's got about as good a chance as any. Or flaunts the Nero. Monster Nero. <laughs> hey, this is for this is specifically for Michael Raven Shadow, right? Okay, Michael Raven Shadow. Yes. Why doesn't uh, Magneto wear purple anymore? Why? Days of Fuchsia past. Oh. oh. <laughs> See, I made him smile, folks. Uh, Tim, uh, Tim, little Tim says poop clip, Poopgate 2015. Lalo, I think he actually listens, which is weird to me. Lalo Schifrin is hanging out. He says, "Fuck you, Dale," and then Dale says, "Suck your mother's farts." Apparently, these two don't like each other. (laughs) Nicholas says, "Beautiful artwork," and then Clint Eastwood's here. He says, "Johnny looks like a chipmunk." What? All right, go fuck yourself, Clint Eastwood. Seriously, and he also says, "Grand prize winner gets a lifetime supply of Grand Torino DVDs." You gonna hook a brother up, Clint? They actually get a Grand Torino. Yeah, why don't you get from Blue Thunder? What was that movie? A Firefox. Remember he was <laughs> oh, Blue movie, Thunder yeah. with Roy Scheider. Thank, Thank you. Uh, Thank. Nicholas says you you guys got some amazing people sending these prizes. Absolutely. Oh, like that. we have. I don't know what the fuck we do. I don't know. Yeah. Did we hold them at gunpoint to get these prizes? Yes, we did. Actually, the Atlantean says Dynamo. Ha 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 ha! You're so funny. You are the funniest man alive. Uh, that's not and what handsome. it says. I don't have my glasses on. It says that, right that was awful, Dynamo. Bad, bad Dynamo. Bad, bad. So that's just that's just a sampling of some more of the the prizes. 
we're not going to unveil the next one yet because uh, we're still waiting on getting some more prizes. I want to make sure we have it in in our, hand, in our yeah. hands before we re- you know reveal it, obviously. So next one, though, we want to hit the $750 barrier. Uh, if we hit seven fifty, let's not forget that there's like essentially most of the exploitation releases for the yeah. year. In, in yeah, ar- already we have nine exploitation flicks, like all set, ready to go, and yep. two flicks from Morbid Vision Films: yep. uh, Blood Pigs and Cryptic Plasma. Cryptic Plasma, autographed yep. by uh, the crew and uh, well, autographed Hancock here, autographed by uh, MZ and Brian Pollan, which is pretty awesome. Very so modest. Uh, well, hey, signature. You know. well, and then we're waiting on a prize pack from the space. from the Evil Streaks as well, which will be coming soon. Ooh. Nice. And we also have we're going to get nothing. We don't have it yet. So, but I will mention the the person's name because he's agreed to send us stuff. Uh, our good buddy Grimbro, who is a fucking hey. a, oh, amazing hey. artist, yeah. is going to go ahead and and donate some prints and. He he's I think he's going to blow up real real soon. I don't know if you guys saw this today, but he posted I guess the El Rey network reached out to him to use some of his art. No shit. For the upcoming Kaiju um special that they're going to be running over nice. over Christmas time. That's awesome. Yeah, they so, do it every year. It's fucking great. the bomb. Yeah, so they reached out to Grimbro and asked if they could use his artwork and so that's pretty fucking phenomenal. That now that's awesome. something that I feel like is is you know just below. Like I feel like if you guys have El Ray and aren't watching it or don't have it, reach out to your cable network because like well, I'm getting rid of cable. Yeah, you could watch it. <laughs> you could watch it all fucking day. Like it's the only thing that makes it me okay that I have cable. Like you today, I uh, the other day, I, uh, two days ago, I watched the director's chair and Sylvester Stallone and Robert Rodriguez talk about making movies, and then. Even though it's on Netflix, I definitely watched Seven Deadly Venoms again. Five Deadly Five Deadly Venoms, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sequel. Sip. And, uh, <laughs> like, uh, Kill Bill has been on. It's just a fucking cat's pajamas, Lucha yeah. Underground. Like, that's a channel for us. We've been saying TV. Like, we tried to do Trick or Treat Radio for you to be drive time radio for you to suit your interests robert rodriguez went out and made a television station for you so if you're not checking it out you're, you're definitely doing yourself a disservice one of the things i do want to bring up and and so just to keep everyone you know want to be as transparent as possible so what we're going to do is i think what i've decided is i'm not going to buy another computer because it, it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring the computer that I have here in Castle Wolfenstein. That's going to go to the new studio. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get an iPad and I'm going to use some remote desktop software so I can access my computer from the iPad. Uh, I think that's that way I'm saving a little bit of money. I'm not buying a brand new computer with, with the money that you people are, are donating to us. And also that money can go, the, the rest of the money can go towards rent and, and other things. We also have to get internet. Um, which I just found out is going to be more expensive than I anticipated, but it's, you know, all these things will add up. But uh, the one thing I did want to mention, I reached out to, there's this company called, uh, they have an app called Jump Remote Desktop, and just kind of let them know I wanted to try out try it out before I bought it. It was 15 bucks, and uh, they gave me a free copy. So I don't know if they if they will, you know, I don't know if they'll like that I said that, but... Um, they gave us a copy to evaluate so that we could check it out, and uh, it so far is pretty awesome. So if anyone is looking to... 
be able to control their computer from an iPad or from iPhone or any device, really. I think it works with Android as well. You can go ahead and try Jump Remote Desktop. It's 15 bucks. A lot of the other ones have a subscription um, based. You have to pay by the month, but this one's flat, 15 bucks. And so far, so so good. I can even put it on my, my Apple TV, and I can have a computer on my fucking television. So uh, I, think that's, I think that's going to do the trick for me. So I think we're going to go and get away with uh, doing an iPad, so I won't need to you know, buy a $2,000 computer. So we're going to save a little bit of money that way. Just to let you guys know what's going on, and uh, the rest will go towards rent, internet, and equipment. I think, I think Clint Eastwood just brokered a deal to own me <laughs> i'm not sure who clint eastwood uh, is but. no that was her his son stephanie wants his son oh clint eastwood's son who the hell's that if you're following i'm not i can only read as far i don't know how to scroll down michael neal says rest of the money should go to more deadly venoms yeah, we, could, <laughs> we know we could get at least two more anyway yeah pretty, pretty soon we can all control our computers through the eye chip in our brains yes soon enough pretty soon we can all control you guys seen that movie five deadly venoms that's a fucking bomb. i love it oh, yeah, i haven't seen it in a long time it's on it's on right it. now on uh netflix yep. yeah uh little tim says lucha underground is phenomenal mil uh mil mortis power bombs a dude through an office roof to floor i i, I wasn't super high on mil mortis but once I found out who he who he is, I know he can do a little more than he's doing. So now I'm excited. But he's uh, remember Judas Macias. Yes. Yeah, he's that dude. Yep. Gotcha. He's all right. So that's just, that's just the update. So we we passed the five hundred dollar mark. I would love to get to the seven fifty because that that is really getting us closer to where we need to be. So for any of you folks out there listening who have not had a chance to, okay. to donate or to buy raffle tickets, it's not really a donation. You're 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 getting a chance to win some fucking amazing sure. prizes. So yep. um, go ahead and do it. You go to trickortreatradio.com. Right on the front there, you can see. Just click on the link that says. Uh, right on the right-hand side, enter our massive giveaway, and you see the Trick or Treat Radio giveaway. You just click on that; it'll bring you right to the page, and you can buy uh, raffle tickets right right from there, dollar a piece, and every little every bit helps. And if we could get twenty bucks from a hundred people, we would surpass all of our wildest wildest imagination, all of the goals that we want. Our to wildest hit. dreams will come true. Well, I and, can imagine quite a bit. And some of our <laughs> <laughs> and some of our guests, uh, some of our listeners and, and, and friends have already given way more than they should. So, uh, but, but they shouldn't stop there. Right? Well, if well, I, I feel bad for some of the people. Stop it. Stop <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Don't feel you got to no, slow no, down. Yeah, course, El Grito. El Grito, yeah. It's yeah. a marathon, not a sprint. Hey, El Grito. Hey, I'm going to shoot first. Grito shot first, yeah. We have uh, someone named Mike Matizzi. Yes. Hanging out. What's up, Mike? He says, HHH, suck you, fucking suck you. Mm, okay. okay. <laughs> so, do you, do you talk there, to your mom with that mouth? I, there, like, I thought he was doing like a cult of muscle thing, though, but he went fucking berserk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. might be having a stroke. <laughs> Maybe we should send someone out there to uh, help him out. Uh, Hunter Hearst Hemsley's brother. <laughs> Hunter Hearst Hemsley Harry. Hunter Hearst Hem- Hemroid. Hunter Hearst Hemsley Harrison. <laughs> Jesus. Harry Hurst Hemsley. We are really getting towards that five-hour mark. Yeah. Punchy, no, we're punchy. not. Yeah, we are. We, we've been podcasting for almost five hours. So yeah. let's try to wrap this up in a half hour so we can keep it at uh, uh, three hours for the episode. We're going to do double taps. We're going to do them pretty quick. I know we haven't done them in a while, so let's go around the room and let's do some double taps. Dynamo, you're, you're the only person that sent me 
um, some photos. So why don't you go ahead and go first? Well, my first one is a uh, is a music um, uh, double tap. I okay. haven't done you know we haven't done one in a while. Uh, while not the latest and greatest from this band, it is the last uh, one I purchased, and I have been listening to it like crazy. It's Ganky Ganky Panics, Ghoulie High Harmony, the director's cut, and it is fucking great. I highly recommend it. If you like surf music, um, this is great writing at great, you know, uh, and great players all hitting at full throttle. It is fucking phenomenal. Uh, my favorite track on it is Drag the Lake. Um, I like it quite a bit. It has a, a very good, great uh, Night of the Creep sample at the beginning of it. So definitely check this out. Is there something I can play online? Uh, I I mean, it's all available on Bandcamp. So. Drag the Lake, is that what you said? Yep. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can just get a little sample. Yeah. Cause, and it's, our boy Bilal, love it, is... Uh, is in the band. Yep. So sure. yeah, I should have brought that up right away. Let's so. play a little bit. Oh yeah, listen to that reverb. Yeah. Some really good fucking tone on that. It's that bass Raven Shadow. Yeah. You feeling it? Oh, I'm all about the bass. <laughs> <laughs> so this is off of Ghoulie High Harmony. This is the original though, I got the director's cut. Yep. So. Yeah, I just wanted to play a little bit of this sure. track since you mentioned it. But uh it- HPV Lovecraft is another favorite. Camp Crystal Lake, of course, is something I checked out right away. This album is chock full of awesome, folks. I, I, I love it. I don't know what possessed me to buy the director's cut as well, but I was very happy I did. Yeah, so everyone go check out Genki Genki Panic. Some pretty fucking fantastic stuff going on over there. There you go. All right, cool. Number two, Dynamo. Um, I've be- I'm I'm... This will be shocking to some that know me, but I am considering shit canning uh, funny books uh, because I feel like the new, great, exciting ones, like I've just seen it all before. You know what I mean? And I feel like some of the stuff that I feel like Marvel is doing all DC's old shit, DC is doing all Marvel's old shit, but a very pleasant surprise. Um, I ordered it by accident is the uh, the new Black Canary series. I had heard a lot of nerds complaining about it, but I fucking adore it. Anyone that's looking for something like if you're if you're if you're the type of dork that wants your comics to stay the same forever and be exactly the same and blah, 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 blah. You know, this isn't a comic for you. Uh, if you are a comic that loves this character, but feel like. 20 year, twenty to 40 years of continuity have basically done so much to her that like she's not even like a believable or interesting heroine anymore. You will love Brendan Fletcher and Annie Wu's Black Canary. It is basically the story of a drifter named Diana who kind of alludes to what her place is in the New 52, um, but she's not the, you know, it's not the Black Canary that you know. Um, and she basically is the front woman for a touring indie band. Um, and they're going from town to town, sort of Josie and the Pussycat style. But uh, there are high-tech assassins and supernatural entities and basically her past as a superhero and following her at every turn. Um, it's awesome. The, the layout of the book is brilliant. Um, it's interspersed with like Rolling Stone-style interviews and stuff like this. 
Right now, this is the most pleasant surprise of 2015. I adore this book. Hmm. It, it looks it looks fucking great. The art is really interesting. Have you uh, checked this one out, uh, Raven Shadow? No, it kind of. I mean, I understand Dynamo's push for it. Um, it reminded me a little bit of taking Black Canary and kind of giving her the Dazzler route. Um, sure, sure. I'm not sure where she places in the new 5-2. I mean, I've always been a fan of the character. Um, this might not be for me, but based on Dynamo's recommendation, maybe I'll check it out. Because didn't... Sh- now, Birds of Prey yeah. uh, was terrible post-New 52. Yes. Um, which was one of the best books out there. And then it got really good when they brought Hawk and Dove in. Yeah. I, I, Before that. But I think that, like... I like how that book is cementing that she's not, you know, she wasn't Green Arrow's girlfriend here and she, you know, she wasn't in the Justice League and you know what I mean? Like, well, I always saw her as as a partner. Like, she was never a sidekick. She was always, it was. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. They were a couple, but they were stronger. Sure. Together. Together. But, But this, I think, is giving her now, if she evolves to be the Black Canary in this universe, that she wasn't the old one. Now she's not. Now she's her own woman. She's not just a legacy character that you know what I mean. Right. Like she definitely has something going on, and um, it's pretty cool because where you first see Black Canary in the New Fifty Two is part of uh, like a covert operations team, uh, like a Task Force X sort of thing, with her husband who died at the end of one of those stories. Um, and pops up alive in this, so it's 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 some interesting stuff. It's you know if you've been reading the new fifty two, it's probably the best integration of a uh, unlike say Bat Batgirl, which I love, but they kind of nuked everything that was happening before and restarted it. This has been far enough away where they can give it a nice reboot, nice hard reboot, but still not throw the baby out the bathwater. But even if they really fucking forgot everything that happened before. I would be in love with this because this this series is really interesting. All right. Well, it looks interesting. It sounds interesting. Uh, Maybe I'll check it out. All right. MZ, you got something up for your double tap? No. You couldn't come up (laughs) with anything. No, I couldn't come up with anything. Are you fucking kidding me? What's a movie you watch this week besides the ones for the Calamari (laughs) Rust? You can double tap that. Muppets fuck each other. Hi. I bought uh, uh, Paranorman. And I also bought the 30th anniversary edition of uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. And it looks real good. It's a good transfer. The commentary and the documentary about uh, the outrage of the film. You literally haven't watched any movies except for what you've watched for the show in the last couple weeks. Pretty much, yeah. You're going to... Why don't you double tap your new car? All right. Hey, I got a new car. (laughs) Uh, I'm not going to tell you what kind it is on the verge that might get vandalized. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's going to (laughs) happen. During the show. Because there's only one of them in existence. (laughs) No, I I did get a new car. Um, Got a 2012 uh, Jeep Liberty. License plate number. (laughs) (laughs) VIN number. You got a Nissan. Yeah, what happened to the Nissan? Uh, I didn't like it. Someone else, someone else can have it. Do you want to think about it for a minute? Yeah. Let someone else go. Maybe you can make something up. Bullshit. Yeah. You haven't bought any Let's Blu-rays see. or DVDs recently no, since no. we haven't done a we haven't done a double tap. In like Let's see. I'll, Thirty-six I mean, right, you episodes. Do you have got something. Wait. Wait. Before he forgets, I do. I do have something. No, I'm not going to forget it. Uh, well, 
Uh, well, we'll just stick with the uh, usual shit that I talk about, and that's my toys. <laughs> okay. I got a new Black Mamba. Black Mamba number 10. Number five. No, I got my toys. Uh, well, uh, once again, I went out and I purchased the uh, brand new uh, Takara Tomy MP25 Transformers Masterpiece Tracks. Now, which one was Trax? Trax was the Corvette okay. uh, that could fly, the nice. blue Corvette that could fly. And uh, it Is just... T-R-A-X? T-R-A-C-K-S. Trax. MP25 Trax. And uh, it's, it's not the worst masterpiece that they've come out with i mean in my opinion uh so far i think the worst of the worst of the masterpiece line that's been coming out was the uh mpo5 megatron but uh this one has been met with some um uh criticism yes criticism is a good uh is a good is a good word um because of its uh, stability, not so much its stability, but because it doesn't really feel like a solid figure when it's in robot mode. That the, the um, it's um, it's got a hollow back for a backpack, which uh, and uh, some people don't like that. Yeah, that's is it. that the one? Okay, yeah. Um, unfortunately, the wings also kind of take uh, take up a lot of room behind the shoulders. So Megatron, a fuck. So if you want to uh, if you want to uh, have the articulation and make some decent poses, you got to bend the wings back a little bit, which you are able to do. But it doesn't; it's not right because the thing is, is that these masterpieces are the representation of the cartoon of the original G one cartoon, and so you've got to take liberties with that. Um, overall, the, the the color on if him. If you keep is, going, Donald's going to start. Merkin is jerking. <laughs> no, like I, I, I've said it before. Like I am not a Transformers guy, but I get so fucking excited hearing you talk about this stuff. The, that's what I'm why. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the the color on this thing is unbelievable. It's got a beautiful uh, blue metal flake finish on it, and uh, the Autobot logo that's on his chest, which is on a uh, which is on a push window, which you can. It's on a. It's like almost on a wheel, like where. Uh, uh, where you could just push through, you could push through it, and you'll get a blue roof. Or if you push through it, you'll get the uh, the yellow with the red Autobot logo, and it really pops with that black outlining. Um, it's not the most fluid transformation either, but it is a gorgeous piece, and it and it looks great in its robot. Uh, looks great in its robot mode, but functionally, it it, it lacks. In some areas, uh, mm-hmm. he comes with his uh, he comes with uh, his gun. He comes with his front uh, his front laser gun when he's in flying mode, and he also comes with uh, if you remember the in the G one series, he comes with uh, uh, his little friend Raul, who tried to who tried to uh, carjack him when he first met him, <laughs> and uh, also comes with a little like mini Jason blaster. Todd. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he also comes with a little mini blaster. Uh, the the, the uh, the radio uh, he's friends oh, with yeah. him in a couple of episodes and blaster in this is painted very well it's it's somewhat plain you know it's it's it, but it's got great paint apps on it and the and it's only like maybe the size of a dime and you can make out the autobot logo on hit on the uh 
on the yellow shield, which uh, really, really looks great. Uh, the Raul figure is a static figure. That means it's it's it doesn't move. It just is. It just stands there. It's on a little platform and everything. Um, but you could pick this up at BigBadToyStore.com. Uh, they have it, uh, I think, going for like seventy nine ninety nine, and um, like How I much? said, it's seventy nine ninety nine. Eighty dollars for a fucking transformer. Yeah. Well, it, you got a masterpiece, man. You, you got to understand. Uh, I get blown for that. No, you can't. <laughs> He's got a and, point. And, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, see. The thing is, is that it's the engineering that's behind these things. Do you know how much money I spent on my Red Skull? Is that a euphemism? No, don't ask. <laughs> it was more than seventy nine ninety nine, and that's not even my expensive. And I took it out of the box. Oh, mm. well, this—I uh, mean, if we leave a hundred dollars, I can get you a fucking box. No, because I have sex all the time. <laughs> What's his name? Jesus. <laughs> See, for me, if I was banging a dude, I wouldn't be ashamed of it because I am a modern man <laughs> in a modern society. I'm not a, a fucking caveman that thinks gay is bad. It's 2015, fuck. Who thinks folks. gay is bad here? Yeah, this yeah. one. No. Yeah, Who? so why, why is that a funny joke then? What's his name? Because it was... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, 2015, folks. Put it where you want. That's fine. <laughs> so, anyway, the, the, the tracks figure... I'd fuck Monster Zero, tracks. probably. <laughs> probably. That's, so that's out it's now. It's cold enough. Uh, very <laughs> soon. Any very soon. It's not going to the outside. Uh, we're looking at MP26. Uh, the, in the first quarter, we're getting MP26 Road Rage. We're getting MP27... Uh, I forget who MP27 is. Um, but I know we're getting uh, Masterpiece Ratchet. We're getting Masterpiece... Clank. Uh, Masterpiece Ratchet, Masterpiece Ironhide, and uh, Masterpiece MP29 Masterpiece Shockwave. So the hmm. it's gonna Lots be of stuff coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's gonna it's be gonna, it's gonna be crazy. That was good. See, you weren't gonna fucking do that. Yeah. Well, I, I, well I'm glad I did. Good. Now, now, now can you type that out for me? Because I'll never, <laughs> I'll never understand. Uh, what Nick, that is. Nicholas, I'm serious. Nicholas says Jeep Liberty Bros here, MZ. Say again. Nice. Nicholas says Jeep Liberty Bros here, MZ. Nice. Oh hey there. Jeep Liberty the. Car, uh, the company car of the Ted Levine impersonators incorporated. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Mike Matizzi says, I bet MZ's thighs are warm and cozy. They are. Yeah, see, his personality, I wouldn't touch him, but I don't think he's a bad looking guy. I like a certain type of guy, and MZ's not it. But <laughs> All right. Asian. I like Asian boys. Oh, boy. B&B. B&B. Hulk. All right. Let's, this guy's racist all the way down the table. Let's move on no. to Raven Shadow. You have anything there, Ravy? Yeah, I do. I prepared. All right. All right I was doing some got? convalescing over the week. Do you know what that means? Yeah, it was, hey, I don't have cancer. <laughs> um, Did you think you had cancer? No, nah, it was a little procedure done. It all, all right. worked out. I got about five more years left. So should um, you have, like, stopped? Like, if you were afraid, should you have stopped smoking? No, because it's fine. He's the Charlie Sheen of <laughs> Trick or Treat fine. Radio. No, because I passed. I, I mean, I crammed the night before, but... Um, no, so I... As I what sh- was his name? <laughs> Sven. Sven Gooley? Sven. Sven Gooley. Uh, nah, he is only your Sven. 
Yeah, his name is Mr. Chris. Tim Nichols says, I, um, I love young boys, and my response to that is he would know. Good. <laughs> so I got cable back, and there's a show I want to watch called Banshee. Uh, on Cinemax, uh, Banshee's oh, Cinemax? Named, yeah. Uh, oddly enough, um, uh, Banshee's named after a town, and basically the premise is a uh, ex-con gets out of jail, fifteen years of um, you know being in prison, goes to this town and tries to see his former lady love, trying to get these diamonds. Anyway, she's remarried, running amok. While he's there. He actually takes the identity of a, uh, a marshal, a sheriff that comes to town to kind of deal with some nefarious machinations. Uh, it looks out for this guy that this marshal has no ties to the Internet. There's no history. There's no family. So he assumes the identity. Uh, there's very, it's shades of justified. Um, it's very much in a Pennsylvania Dutch Amish type town. There's a weird like Lex Luthor type uh, villain who's kind of pulling strings, but it's not Is bad. It Max Luthor. It's Max. Max Luthor. <laughs> Max Luthor. Yeah. Tex Luthor. Um, it's okay. I watched four episodes. In and Dynamo hates would probably hate this because it's a tough guy doing tough things, <laughs> but um, he does do too many tough things where it's like, all right. People are going to start getting attention. But uh, overall, uh, four episodes deep, it's not too bad. A lot of nudity. Seems to be a thing on those Cinemax shows. Yeah, and it sucks. I mean, it's not that it's all that, but if you enjoy that, not to be Randy Pan the Goat Boy, but a lot of boobs um, and brawls. So check out Banshee. Season two might be running amok, but I kind of enjoyed that. Cool. I'm gonna. I am gonna check that out. That and I got Strike Back all queued up. But Stephanie's making me watch Hannibal. That's my number two on Cinemax. Is Strike Back. My husband demanded I watch Hannibal. So. Ooh. Um, Mike Matizzi says, um, "Feels like something Garth Ennis would write, just not as good." That's fair. That's there's definitely some some. It, it borrows heavily from other like stuff going on, but uh, but so far, yeah, you know, B. Treat. B is for Banshee. Yes. Uh, next up is I fucking love me some Rocky. Okay. You understand? Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. With the sun shining on your face? No. <laughs> Rocky no, Dennis? No, no, not the handicapped dude. Uh, uh, he was not handicapped. He was handicapable. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> he was actually just uh, malformed. Malformed, yeah. He got around okay. All right, well, not that one. Is Andre the Giant handicapped? No, I ain't gonna fuck with Andre the Giant, um, but no Rocky Balboa, um, and there are only really three reasons to cry as a grown man. Mm-hmm. If your kid dies, your team loses a game seven, or when Apollo dies in Rocky Four. <laughs> fair. What about okay. Mickey? And that's fair. Mickey is a fine uh, adjustment, but yeah, really, it's Apollo. Stop they showed a clip clip of that Mickey dying scene in the Robert Rodriguez interview with Stallone. I I cried like a bitch on a big wheel. So. The problem is, Mickey was old. Rocky should have stopped the fight. Yeah, Mickey already lived a long life. Yeah, but fucking Mr. <laughs> T punch him in the chest. Well, still, but still, still, stop so, the fight, bro. Hold on, let me. I'm trying to get some something ready. Are you are you double tapping Rocky Balboa? No, I'm double tapping a fake ESPN thirty for thirty that treats Rocky Four as historical fact. Really, and it's kind of <laughs> great. 
Um, basically, I'm reading a little bit from the, you know, interwebs, but revisionist history has been a fan, has been a fun genre of internet lately. Um, but basically, the latest video from the team at College Huma takes a deep look into the events of Rocky IV in the style of ESPN's Emmy-nominated 30 for 30 documentary style. Um, and it basically has interviews with like Russian like generals saying, you know, the minute he gave the speech, I knew the war was over. Um, it has, you know, Creed killed in the ring. It basically, it's like a short seven-minute clip, but basically... If if you love this franchise, which became a cartoon at this point, but seriously, Rocky ended the Cold War, right? Right. So yes, he did. check it out. It's fun. I fucking love Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed. There has never been a character that is more like kept with the times than Rocky, I don't think. No, totally. And it even talks about, you know, Apollo Creed was in great dancing shape. He just wasn't in fighting shape. Yeah. If he hadn't spent the 15 minutes dancing in the ring, you know, like it just it kind of breaks it down. Sure. I fucking love me some Carl Weathers. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies ever. All right. Well, there you go. That's Two an interesting one. Rocky. Yeah, where, no, that's a good one. Where did you catch that one? It was just online, I guess. No, I got a network. <laughs> you got a network. People talk to me. They're like, Raven Shadow, you're doing the show. This is what you should talk about. <laughs> did you see it? I don't have to see it. Oh, my God. You can't recommend things you don't see. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm going to watch it tonight. <laughs> what if it sucked? <laughs> yeah. you going to take away the double tap? It's Apollo Creed and Rocky Balboa. How is it going to suck? Man, you're like a credibility black hole some days. Even Rocky V was okay. You rise up, and then you go down like an Icarus. <laughs> You like rise up like a fucking brilliant Rocky Balboa, and they get too close to the sun like a Rocky Dennis, <laughs> <laughs> like Tommy Gunn. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna real quick with mine. Uh, number, I'm not gonna even show um, an image for the first one because um, it's. I feel like I'm like Have I, you seen it. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. I I wish I was getting getting sponsored to do this, but. I have to tell you, I I love this is this is a piece of t- technology. It's not like a you know like a media thing, but I love my new Apple TV. And for awesome. these guys who have come over, and well, I know Dynamo has at least seen it. And I know yeah. MZ got a chance. We watched um, uh, the El Santo movie yes. earlier on on that. So I have a pretty large media collection, as you guys might think. And so now I can stream pretty much anything from my computer. And even when I move my computer to the studio, I'll still be able to stream it all to my Apple TV. So it's pretty fucking awesome. There's a there's an app called Plex, which is pretty phenomenal. You can stream your entire collection of digital movies, um, music, whatever whatever you have. We also have all of our wrestling, um, <laughs> NCW wrestling videos that I digitize that we can watch from there as well. So it's just really fucking cool. It also has an app store, so you can download games now. You can play games connected to a Bluetooth controller. It's just a really fucking cool piece of technology. So just wanted to let folks know if they had an Apple TV in the past, uh, go check out the new one. And also, um, the it's it's you can play. I mean, the great thing is you can just download games. You can c- connect a controller to it. It's really cool. So. I'm loving mine. Just wanted to talk about that. And the other one, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a band. Uh, I haven't gotten a new music in a while, but this is one that's been I've been listening to for a while. I mentioned it on. 
it was on Cult of Muscle when we were doing um, what the, we've been lifting. What we've been lifting, yeah. And uh, so it's a, a band called Metal Allegiance, and it's one of those one of those super groups. It's got Mike Portnoy from formerly of Dream Theater on drums. It's got Dave Ellison from Megadeth on bass, oh, and Alex Skolnick from Testament, who is my favorite guitarist, um, who obviously plays guitar. And each song features a different singer. We have uh, Randy Blythe from, um, from oh my god, I just fucking draw a blank, Lamb of God, that's it. Um, we have Phil Anselmo, formerly of Pantera, Chuck Billy from Testament, uh, Matthew Heafy from Trivium, Doug Pinnock from King's X, nice. and Chris Jericho makes an appearance on this as well on the last track. Glad that he's like kind of getting in. Like, again, we were talking, I still, you know, uh, as we talked about before, I think Raven Shadow got here, I, I still am not going to, like, pretend I, I never was into ICP, but, like, when you're a wrestler, you know, coming from into, like, a different genre, there's the chance that that genre will shun you, you know, like that, that, that not genre, that art form. But I feel like the metal community, you know, right down to his uh, appearance on that Devin Townsend record and stuff like that has really... Uh, taking Chris Jericho in. Yeah, for sure. And I'm just going to play, let's see, I'll play a little bit of uh, Gift of Pain. This one features uh, Randy Blythe from Lamb of God because this is the one that I probably heard first, I think. So go ahead and play a little bit of this. I'm going to talk over it though so we don't get dinged. Um, but no, I'm really digging it and it's. I keep coming back to it. I listen to some podcasts. I, I pull up Metal Allegiance listen to that but it's really good and the productions are really fucking great too so it's some pretty fantastic stuff if you're into metal go check out metal allegiance the worst name for the best band yeah. maybe <laughs> who sings this one now this is the phil ensemble one no uh lamb of god randy blythe nice. yeah i mean I, I i'm starting to come into the, uh those guys because i listened to the uh adam green show that had that guy on Randy Talk, Blythe? Yeah, talking about how he got... Fucking inter- yeah, yeah, really how he interesting. Got, yeah, how he got fucking... Arrested? Putting put the steel clink Alcatraz in Europe? They have a... um. There's a documentary about that. Really? As the Palace Burns. It was just going to be like a tour video, and it turned into something very different That's because funny. he got arrested during, yeah. during that. He got arrested for what they said was manslaughter. Right. Because someone jumped off stage and, and got killed. And so they were blaming it on on the singer of Lamb of God, and it obviously wasn't his fault, you know. So it just was crazy because they were saying that he pushed him off the stage. Yeah, but that's what happens at a show. Like you try to get people off stage quick, you know. But he didn't actually push this guy. Jericho actually had a really interesting thing to say about it because uh, if you, as you remember, during his surprise return when he was teaming up with the two babyface members of the Shield. Yeah. Someone dressed as a shield, like ran into the ring and got the crap kicked out of him. And like, yeah, like this, I forgot what story he told, but like, oh no, he went back and talked about Dimebag Daryl. Yeah, Dimebag Daryl didn't think he was gonna get shot in the fucking face when somebody jumped yeah. up on stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just never know who these fucking people are. Yep. So exactly, but, but I would, I definitely recommend that if you want to check out a little bit more about what happened uh, as the palace burns. It is a documentary about Lamb of God and what happened to Randy Blythe when he got arrested. I'd love arrested. to get Randy Blythe on the show. Yeah, super interesting dude. He's really smart, too. Yep. So, there you go. Metal Allegiance. Check it out. 
And I guess that's it for the double tab. We got some voicemails to get to now. So let me see what we got here for voicemail. Jericho's newest record, by the way, is fun too. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah. I dig it. I feel like it's a little more um, like kind of that produced Rob Zombie style metal than the past ones. But uh, it's definitely more. I wouldn't say poppy, but definitely more polished. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, let me see here where we're going. Okay, so. We did hear from Reverend Scott. It was the same exact one we heard on OTC, but I'm going to play it here. Okay. Because uh, I think it's relevant and maybe not everyone's going to And I don't think Raven in. Shadow heard it. Yeah, I don't no. think he did. No. So let's go ahead and uh, this is from Reverend Scott. He appears on Outside the Cinema every week. Let's check out what he has to say. Because if this is going this way, like yeah. you, and, you and I got to get in there and figure out something like could we write a song just for this or? oh let's do that let's maybe we'll write a song specifically for this for you thanks for giving your money we are not very funny <laughs> giving your money <laughs> tiny white please come back <laughs> we are gonna let you brian only likes metal <laughs> we all be covered the money covered the money <laughs> covered the money make it rain shit i just forgot what the last one i was gonna say we're too sexy for poverty i think you actually owe me money after that shit <laughs> Everybody's working for the Merkin. Hey there, OTC and Trick or Treat Radio listeners. I'm Johnny Wolfenstein. What's your name? This is Reverend Scott. (laughs) And I wanted to just take a little bit of your time to talk about something very important money. The two masterminds behind Outside the Cinema, Bill and Chris, and the 47 people that make up Trick or Treat Radio don't have any money. That's where you come in, fine listener. You might have money. Who knows? And these fine gentlemen Clam diggers. deserve every penny you can spare to get equipment, run the show, and make the shows better than ever. And even beyond the free hours of entertainment they provide every month for you, they're willing to give even more. I heartily disagree with you on that. Donate five bucks a month to the Outside the Cinema Patreon, and you can get access to the archives to the show. Everything that's not available on iTunes, and things that never were to begin with. And if you donate even more, you can even program the fucking shows, too. What kind of people would turn down a chance to do that, guys? Bat shit crazy. Yeah, you'd have to be. Go check it out on the Outside the Cinema group on Facebook for more information. And as for the Trick or Treat Radio Boys, they're sponsoring a very special raffle. They probably already talked about it on the show. The more you donate, the more chances you have to win crazy stuff. More on that after my segment. And, uh, hey Dynamo, shouldn't everyone donate to the Trick or Treat Radio raffle? We are terrible. <laughs> Do you not, like, like, what is wrong with you people? Alright. And the show's good too. Right? This is awful. This is awful. Like, my life is terrible. The show isn't any good. That's great. So, go donate to both shows so we can have many more Wednesday Night Wars in the future. Why? I don't know. Well, everybody, I better get going. It's been fun. See you in four months. And as always, peace and love, guys. 
What was the deal with that? No fucking idea. Ladies and gentlemen, get your wallets and purses out because you're going to want to donate to the Trick or Treat Radio fundraiser immediately. Because when the goal of $2,000 is hit, the Deadites will release a special Neil Diamond all-cover tribute album. Turn on your heart lights. (laughs) Make them shine wherever you go. Make it shine a happy glow for all the world to see. Turn on your hot lights in the middle of a young boy's dream. Don't wake me up too soon. I'll have nightmares about what you're gonna do while I'm asleep. I love dick. <laughs> uh, I think I heard that last time. Oh, uh, Reverend Scott, bravo. <laughs> I love dick. <laughs> that actually like wasn't super offbeat. I don't know if he did some man- manipulation Does to it. Does he play music? Yeah, no. Boy's dream. <laughs> Maybe we have to do at least that song now. Yeah, if we hit 2,000, I'll fucking do it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know I'm not very good, but I I am the singer of the band. That's true. Let's just push me aside. Like, if if we had two thousand dollars, we'll do that song. We'll do yeah. a cover of it. I'm, 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 I am working on something super cool with Tiny. I'm gonna as, as soon as I get him to like to lock eyes with me, so I know that he's taking me seriously. I'll get Johnny involved, and I, I think we're gonna. I think there'll be some Cooper super some Cooper cool Kedites kit Cooper on this complication <laughs> on the gaffle. Super cool Deadite stuff uh, happening here. All right. Well, we have a lot more voicemail to get to, so let me. Uh, we just got some some ones that just popped in right now, so let me go ahead and refresh. Let's start with. Oh, we. Hey guys, we heard from Eddie, the anti-drug iguana again. Not again. Let's see what Eddie's got to say. Hey guys, it's your boy again, Eddie. Hey, Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, the anti-drug iguana, and I'm here to tell the kids again: you kids don't need to smoke marijuana to have a good time. There's plenty of other ways you can have a good time. I personally like beer, and I think alcohol is the best anti-drug. Yes. My question for you guys is this. Darren Aronofsky, Brock Lesnar, Michael fucking Buble, Batman... Or Sigmund Freud, which one would you pick, and why? And remember, this is this is on the record. And if you guys fuck this one up, I don't know what I can do with you. And once again, this is Eddie the anti-drug iguana. And my my main point was to tell the kids not to do drugs, but I sort of I sort of forgot that point. My my more important point. Was Darren Aronofsky, Brock Lesnar, Michael Bublé, fucking AJ Styles, or Batman, <laughs> or time. Sigmund Freud, Batman or too. Taylor Swift? Oh, which, which? That's a tough one. Which one and why? Once again, this is my anti-drug iguana, and alcohol is my anti-drug, and I really need to ride home. Too. It's a nice iguana. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where I am, but I'm pretty sure I need a ride home. 
I don't know where my pants are. I'll come, I'll come get you, Eddie. Oh, there's, there's a quick little follow-up. Let's let's hear from Eddie, Eddie once again. I'm on a sweater already, Mom's spaghetti. Hey, guys, it's Eddie Iguana once again <laughs> with a PSA. Drugs are bad. Kids, stay away. If someone offers, you say, no way. I don't want to fucking play. Because marijuana makes you gay. No, it That's right. Uh, breaking news. Weed no. makes you queer. No, no, no. It's no. probably safer just no. to stick to beer. Nope. And hard liquor is good as long as it's clear. That's right. Eddie Iguana, have no fear. I'm here. Um, medicinal cocaine is okay if you yes. got a subscription for it. I got yes. a subscription. My, my uncle's an ophthalmologist. He said it's cool. That's true. Thanks, guys. Again, kids, don't do drugs. A subscription for cocaine? Yeah, I got that. Well, hey, thank you, Eddie. Uh, I'm going to uh, go not, with... That's not true. I'm going to go with Darren Aronofsky. Batman. Aronofsky. Well, here's the, is it who you want to have sex with? Yeah, I don't know. What the th- I think it's who would win a fight, right? Who, no, who do you want to be? Oh, Batman. Oh, Batman. What are you, fucking crazy? <laughs> you don't want to be Darren at fucking... Well, it was an oh, afterthought. Who you be. I, All right. Yeah. If it's who yeah. you want to be. Darren Aronofsky divorced so he can't make the Wolverine movie? Yeah. Well, fucking Batman. Can I be Batman and I fuck Taylor Swift? Isn't Taylor uh, Swift a minor? Like, no. and I don't mean the type with a lantern on her helmet? Yeah, she was stuck in that cave. <laughs> she worked in the mine shaft. With Benicio she Del Toro. Was, she was in charge of the Canaries that they send him. All right. Well, thank you, Eddie. Uh, we will definitely stay off the drugs. Uh, Raven Shadow, he does like to drink, and that is his anti-drug. Yeah, but if I can get that subscription. <laughs> to cocaine. Yeah. All right. Well, MZ has to leave. Yes. It is 1142. Uh, we didn't finish when we wanted to. So, MZ, why don't you say goodbye to the folks out there? It's been fun. Arifa Dares douchebags. All right, MZ. Next week, MZ, last show in this studio. Yes, yeah. yes. Mm. Be looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. So yes. make sure you grab your uh, yes. films. So we're going to watch Hamburger. those next week. Hamburger. Mm. Cheeseburger. Mm. Cheeseburger. All right. Uh, Mike Mazizi, is that how you say his name? says, why do you want to be Batman? Uh, he's miserable. Matizzi. Um, yeah. Check. Uh, that's the thing. I wouldn't be miserable. Like, well, well, he's the thing too. No, yeah, no, I wouldn't be fu- he's, like. He's, he's got a rock cock. Like, listen, one of my parents died, and one of my parents are alive, and I am equally over both of it. I think if I got to fuck Vicky Vale and had a fucking plane that shot missiles, I'd be okay no matter what. <laughs> Come on, I'm. I would be fucking Zack Snyder, not Zack Snyder. What's his name? Zack from fucking no. What's Saved by the Bell? What's his name? Snyder, Scott Snyder. Scott, I'd Scott be fucking Snyder. Scott Snyder, Batman. That guy fucking gets more ass than a toilet seat. <laughs> Fucking fuck, punches monsters in the throat. Like, I wouldn't be mopey Batman. No, you want to be Neil Adams Batman. Like, like everything's real groovy Batman. Yeah, but like when he's like on skis. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be fucking. I'd be. Don't worry. I'd be okay. I wouldn't be fucking Daniel Craig, James Bond either. I'd be fucking. Blee, blee, blee. I hate James Bond. Yeah, I'd be Roger Moore banging. (laughs) We have. No, I was really up close. Yeah. <laughs> that was not good. Sorry, yeah, I'm exactly. sorry, folks. Right there now, this is a bit like a long lens. What you've all been waiting for, the Nicholas Power Hour is going to begin with the Trick or Treat Radio historian Nick. It looks like he got a couple film reviews, got some other stuff. So let's jump in right now. Uh, I just shit right. It's up not the radio. way you smile that takes my heart. 
It's not the way kiss that tears me apart Many, many, many nights go by I sit alone at home and cry Over you, what can I do? I think it's for you, Danimal. I just shit in the studio. See, I, I cannot wait till you can't shit in the studio anymore. Why? Because I live here. True what to say. Oh, I see. I thought I wasn't going to be able to shit in the new studio. They still have to sleep in the other studio. They say it never, ever, ever been true. Doesn't matter what they say. Nick's got some I'm pipes. gonna love you, bell me any old way. What I do? <laughs> what got you? No one, nobody, nobody. Cause baby, it's you. Mike Matizzi says Nick is a dedicated gentleman. Go, Nick. Baby, it's you. Stephanie says, shut up, vagina, ma. Uh, about what? I don't know. Daniel Craig is hot as Bond. You know. <laughs> uh, little Tim says, quotations, I'd be fucking Roger Moore. That's a quote from Dynamo. Uh, I'd hit Roger Moore in the 70s. <laughs> what about in the, in the aughts? I'm not sure. Now, at some weird point, Roger Moore and Adam no West became matter. indistinguishable from one what another. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna love you any old way. What can I do? <laughs> Derek Rooks hanging out. He says this guy does one more full length. He's going to need a, to book a 45-minute spot at the Cove. <laughs> Nick says, I forgot I sent that. My apologies. Baby, it's you. <laughs> Sorry, baby. I'm grooving. Yeah. Don't leave me alone. It's better than uh, Raven Shadow's voicemails. Testing, testing, bombaleo, bombaleo, <laughs> testing. <laughs> yeah. The car. <laughs> that never happened. You fucking doofus. <laughs> Big finish. There it is. All right, good talk. All right, cool. Let's go to a film review from nice. Nick. What's up, guys? What's up, Nick? Nick here. Hey, Nick. Um, I, I'm going to send a little review for... Uh, the main for Maniac, the 2012 remake. Um, I've seen it before, but uh, I haven't seen it in a long time, and I I, I bought it, and uh, it's really good. Like it's really good. Um, it's artistic, but and I usually, oh my god, there's a guy on skates pushing <laughs> himself like he's skiing. Sorry, that's weird. Um, but um, no, 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 sorry. So it's artistic, but it's not in a bad way and yeah i normally don't like like very artistic movies like but um this movie's beautiful and it's gory and it pays homage slightly but not over the top like you have that uh you you have that train sequence the train state the subway system and then ends up in that amazing like 
homage to the cover where he's standing there oh, yeah, in the with the lot. scalp and the knife. And um, who would have thought Elijah Wood pulled it off? You know what I mean? Like, he's so good. Like, it's such an interesting so way they he's did that. Dude. Like, yeah, you got the original Frank Zito, you know, big burly guy. And, you know, he can obviously throw a body around. But Elijah Wood, you know, he's, he's like my height. He's very small, timid. But he comes off as a great creep, like a great, you know, killer. And it's just an interesting way to do the dichotomy of that. Um, beautiful, like the movie's beautiful. Like where he's going in and out of um, his migraines, and it's just it's so well done. And the scalpings, they're not, they're not, you know, played back. They're they're full frontal, you know. They're, I don't know. I just. I just love that movie. I I recently graded it an A plus, and I don't think it'll go down. I mean, it's so good. It's so good. Like for a remake, okay, I'll have to admit the Maniac movie. It's fun. I think I gave it like a B minus because of the nostalgia because I like the Maniac remake. But it's not a perfect movie. It's it's definitely cool, and it's for well, it's an interesting slasher for its time. But it's kind of you know he's talking to the women and blah 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 but this is such an interesting take where he's like a timid like you know just weirdo like I love it I love it um yeah that's my that's my review sorry I just gush about that movie A plus I loved it thanks guys bye thanks Nick yeah it's it's a fucking great movie we reviewed that I think way back in episode 51 with Bill with Bill yeah yeah it's a it all comes around, right? We. Oui. All right. Here's another one from Nick. Another movie review. <laughs> hey guys, Nick here. Uh, I'm redoing this movie review because I burped in the middle of it, and I thought I was far enough away from my phone, and it's very loud. So. Oh, you should have kept it. No, this is a review on the Monster Squad. Uh, I just picked this up on Blu-ray, and um, it's this is a this is a very. It's a nostalgia film for me, even though I really didn't see it until I was maybe 20 or so, because this movie came out in 87, I was born uh, born in 88, which is most of the 80s films, but I love a lot of the 80s films, and I'll probably be doing more 80s, uh, 80s and early 90s kind of uh, reviews for you guys, but no, I love Monster Squad, it's so fun, I mean... It's kind of like The Goonies meets Universal Monsters. And um, these kids are charming as hell. Like, the little sister tagging along, they don't want her to. The kid wearing Stephen King rules shirt. I mean, it's it's heavy-handed, but it's heavy-handed in the, in the best ways. Uh, I love the, like, the Universal Monsters, even though they're not Universal Monsters kind of thing. Um, but, uh, the, you know, the... The, and some of the one-liners in this movie are just... They, I, I crack up every time. Like, when they're trying to find someone to speak German, they're like... And the and the, the motorcycle kid in the gang is kind of like... Peeking at his at the next-door neighbor's uh, older sister changing. And it's one of the kid's sisters. They're like, well, she speaks German. Or my sister speaks German. They're like, all, y'all, all your sister knows I do is have guys touch her tits. And, I don't know, I just laughed out loud in that. And, you know, like, Wolfman's got nards. Stupid stuff like that. But I I just bust out laughing. And, I mean, and any time they, like, swore, like, asshole or this or that, which 
I, it's charming. Like, nowadays, kids, yeah, F this, F that, okay, whatever. But back then, I don't know, it was funny when the little kids swore. But, no, it's it's super fun. It's, you know, nostalgia up to yin-yang, even though it wouldn't be nostalgia <laughs> for me because it came out a year after I was, year before I was born. <laughs> but, um... I'm really digging a lot of... I mean, I love 80s movies, but um, especially 80s horror movies. Uh, I think I'll do more reviews on this 80s and early 90s for you guys. But no, Monster Squad's fun. Uh, you know, the whole, like, you know, get the medallion, it'll send him back. You know, typical 80s story stuff, but it didn't need a, you know, super in-depth plot. It's the 80s, you know, it's fun. But, um... Yeah, I probably gave this a minus a plus. Um, yeah, guys, it's it's definitely a treat for me. Everyone that's a horror fan should. Oh, we got cut off because of the three minute limit. But yeah, I mean it's a fucking great movie. If you haven't seen it, what the fuck are you waiting for? You know, right, Raven Shadow? Yes. Treat. <laughs> All right, Nick Power Hour rolls on. Uh, <laughs> I like this movie. It had good cinematography. It had good plot. It had good story, good characters. Trek. Totally. (laughs) Totally. Oh, this movie sucked. This movie had no story, no plot. The characters (laughs) were boring as hell. The gore was so cheesy. I could tell every every gimmick. Treat. Uh, yep. I LOL'd out loud. Yep. I just LOL'd out all over the place. <laughs> I was like a water wiggle going off. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Raven Channel. <laughs> it's my turn. Have your beer. It's my turn to talk. Yep. It's uh, can't we just watch butt crack? Please, <laughs> let's just watch butt crack. Do <laughs> uh, 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 you got no? Dynamo, you never let me talk. Every every time I start to talk a review, you make fun of me and say, "Uh, I'm Ku Klux Knievel over here." <laughs> Dear God, no! <laughs> There's the genuine article. <laughs> uh, that's pretty accurate, there, Nick. Yes. True, true. Yeah, this movie sucked. It was a terrible. The script, blah blah blah. Treat. That's pretty much it. Yeah. All right, let's hear from Nick. <coughs> My baloney gumdrops have a first name. It's M O N S T E R. My baloney gumdrops have a second name. It's Z E R O. Grandma, don't give me those baloney gumdrops anymore. They're not candy, they're big nipples, and they're fucking gross. I'm gonna call the police if you give me any more baloney gumdrops. Where the fuck do you even get those? They're supposed to be grown on my zero. Grandma, grandma, what the hell is your problem, you sick motherfucker? See you later, I can't finish the song, so I'm just gonna end it right now. <laughs> baloney gumdrops. Alright, this is the final entry in the Nick Power Hour this week. Hey guys, Nick here. I'm listening to um, the Bone Tomahawk review, waiting to get into work, and uh, I've called BS on Kurt Russell when Dynamo says, you can't even tell when Kurt Russell does his John Wayne impression. Or No, you, I mean, I love Kurt Russell. I've not seen Bone Tomahawk, 
but I love Kurt Russell and come on, Big Trouble in Little China. He does it like fifteen times. He does it, and the whole it's movie. a little like I don't know if he means to do it to be funny or he means to do it just to be like like I mean I know he loves John Wayne. Like I researched him a little bit and John Wayne's like his favorite director or sorry director actor ever. So I get that. But um even in Death Proof he's does a little bit of John Wayne mm-hmm. and I think it's I feel like it's just him doing like everyone's dad doing John Wayne. Like Kurt Russell's John Wayne sounds like my dad doing John Wayne. I hate to say it. I mean but I don't think he does it to slip into it and be John Wayne, but I don't know. You know what? Now that I think about it, if you listen to, if you watch Big Trouble in Little China, he definitely starts to sound like John Wayne a lot. I will call. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think he does it, like, un- unconsciously or subconsciously. I think he does it. He He's meaning to do it. And I find it a little weird. It's like, just be yourself. You're a great actor. You don't need to be John Wayne being this role. But, so yeah, I call BS. I, I think he... I, I don't think it's that great. I, I kind of actually hate when he does it. But I guess that's his shtick, so whatever. Alright guys, have a good one. Bye. I, I think if you're focusing in on that Kurt Russell is doing John Wayne or uh, Clint Eastwood in uh, Big Trouble in Little China and Escape from New York respectively then you're not watching it right. But he is doing John Wayne. Yeah. He said as much in the commentary. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, this is Cynthia Rothrock now. She's looking pretty good, yo. Yeah. She's always looked good. Yeah, She's but this a- is some new new. <laughs> some new new? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? All right. So the Nick Power Hour is over. We heard from uh, Kurt Nugetbin. Uh-oh. Oh. I don't know. Who, uh, maybe it's Kurt Cobain, but like Nugget? I don't know. No. Let's see. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dynamo's worst nightmare. It is. <laughs> Is there any redeeming quality of this? No. Dave Grohl's got nice hair. Mm. He is a good drummer. Good rhythm section. Oh, that takes a fuckload of time to get to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Load up on nougat. Bring some cake. <laughs> it's fun to eat now. Getting cake. It is. I'm overboard, and I'm sure I'm pissing Mars <laughs> off with my words. Now get, 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 now get. Now get, now get, now get, now get, now get, with the now get. This was dangerous. Here I am now. Give me now get. I feel hungry for some now get. Here I am now. Give me now get a candy bar and a piece of fudge. And some now get. 
<laughs> now good. It's my joint. Now good. It's no Hank Scorpio, though. Wait for it. Sorry, Mars. <laughs> it's okay. Ha, C- ha, ha. It's okay, CB. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Kurt Nugatbin. We also heard from Tom C. I'm oh, good. Hey, Nick. It's Tom C. I don't hate you, bro. You're the man. You've left more voicemails in the short time you've been listening than I have in the past three years or however long it's been. And they're better. So keep at it. Keep doing what you're doing. Climb that mountain. Don't let no one bring you down. Right. Raven Shadow is so skinny, I thought he was a pencil. Hmm. Pencil that geek, maybe. uh, Good talk. You know, the, I think the the main villain gremlin from the first gremlins stripe is pretty cool and then in yep. the sequel the main gremlin i guess was a mohawk and yep. instead of a, a tuft of, of, of white hair he had like a, a mohawk. flesh mohawk it was like spikes and and, and his skin and stuff and that was silly you know um yeah it was silly. go with stripe and go stripe or go home Striper? Striper um, record? Oh, man. Jesus. The stop button doesn't work. <laughs> what the hell's going on? It's frozen. I can still record, but the stop button doesn't work. Uh, so, so, uh, uh, <laughs> Mammy. Jesus oh my, my little Mammy. This, the stop saying, stop singing, stop that. Um, so, the, uh, uh, this uh, baby I miss, whale. I miss Tom's dad. Hey, dad, where do I come from? And the and the the dad whale says, "You come from your mom." And the son says, "Oh, thanks, dad." And the dad says, "Your whale come." Uh, <laughs> try the stop button again. <laughs> no shit, it's not. But- Days of future past. I really wish that Charlie Sheen would have sex with Tom Sheen. <laughs> Uh, uh, uh. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad, dude. I'm sad about that. Yeah. I fucking love Navy SEALs. He'll be fine. Magic Johnson's still kicking. Uh, yeah. Magic Johnson probably was better at saving his money then. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to end this episode. Let's go one more, Tom C. Hey, MZ. <clears throat> He's not here. As a fellow action figure collector, I just wanted to say I really enjoyed... Uh, your double tap about the Transformer. And when you talk about toys in general, you seem to have a similar uh, passion for it as you do your horror movies. Um, And I am an individual who suffers from depression. So listening to it really does kind of... On a very special trip to radio. Alleviate that, if if only temporarily. But it's kind of like brings me back to being a kid again. And I love you very much. And it's real nice. Wow, that's it. <laughs> He's never going to hear that either, which is a yeah. shame. I thought that was real nice. It was really it was nice. nice. Better chair it was nice, closet. Tom, see. It's not not what Michael Ravenshaw said. Not nice. 
Um, <laughs> we just, uh, you know, uh, we just got a late, a late entry just now, but um, let me play the other one I was just about to play. This is called uh, Trick or Treat Radio Theater. No, no name. Let's see. We are now going to listen in on Trick or Treat Radio Theater, where the guys are at it again, arguing about a movie. Let's take a look into that situation now. You guys, this was a shitty movie. I don't know what your standards for movies are, but this was a shitty movie. It was really bad. Am I going crazy? I swear it was a shitty movie. I mean, it definitely wasn't a good movie. Johnny, am I going crazy about this movie? Was it a shitty movie? Actually, I thought it was a beautiful movie. It was very well shot. It was a shitty movie, right? No, it wasn't bad. Fuck yourself, Monster Zero. Oh, my Lord. Smoke break. Uh, uh, my turn talk. Always take turn talk. I tell you what movie about just John Wolfstein, but just worse. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, it was a shitty movie for sure. I watched it three times. Maybe because I thought it wasn't a shitty movie. But guess what? Still a shitty fucking movie. Am I anxious insane that you would think that this was a good movie? This was a shitty movie. <laughs> go fuck yourself, Johnny. No, I'm, I'm sorry, Johnny. You don't have to go fuck yourself. <laughs> wow. And that concludes <laughs> this session of Trick or Treat Radio Theater. It's pretty good. Assuming <laughs> that, that high def one, that high pitch one was me. <laughs> it must be. Yep. Because I, I didn't say Bombalet. Though I will say the me and the Michael Raven shadow sounded similar, so I got confused. <laughs> oh, well, that was Trick or Treat Radio Theater. Thank you for submitting that. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, we have one more voicemail. This is from Raven Schwarzenegger. Nice. Hello. This is... Uh, <clears throat> let me clear my throat a little bit. <clears throat> Just had a smoke break. <clears throat> Uh, this is uh, France. Uh, I I know I understand that you guys had a very very long podcasting day. Uh, yes. So I I want to make this very quick for uh for you guys. Um, I wanted to talk about a. <clears throat> oh my god! Fucking <laughs> my lungs are killing me. Shit, Ravenshot! I know what you feel like now. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about this movie called uh. Dangerous Man. It's it's released by the Alamo Draft House, uh, oh, yeah. the same guys who brought you uh, fucking Miami Connection. Yeah. And upon watching uh, Dangerous Man, it's uh, it's in the same wheelhouse as that movie, but it's it makes Dangerous Man makes fucking Miami Connection look like fucking Citizen Kane. Man. It's, <laughs> Because holy shit, that movie—it really sucked ass. <laughs> like it, I can understand like from a a, a shitty like B movie uh, perspective or whatever you call it. You know, um, I just wasn't digging it at all, man. It's like the acting was shit. The 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 unintentional like shitty fucking hammy acting and then the fucking score was like synth 
up the ass, man. I don't know. I mean, the movie was made in what seventy eight or something, but it it sounded so eighties. But the sh- it, shit eighties music, man. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm really curious to see what you guys would uh, think about this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I hope you guys what see happened? it soon. Uh, it should be coming out uh, on demand pretty soon. But I was not digging that at, at all. It was fucking. It kind of pissed me off a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, that's that. And uh, Raven Show, smoke him if you got him. Oh, I do. <laughs> All right. Well, Dangerous Men. I, I know I've heard a little bit about it. I haven't seen a trailer or anything yet, but um, maybe we'll check that out. I'm sorry to hear it's not as good as as uh, Miami Connection, but hmm, interesting. Killers, perverts, bikers, dangerous men. Yes. Iranian filmmaker John Rad moved to the U.S. to shoot his dream project, a rampaging gutter epic of crime, revenge, cop sex, and raw power. Just 26 years later, he completed an American action film masterpiece that the world is still barely ready for today, Dangerous Men. Interesting. What happened to Arnold? I don't know. (laughs) I think think, uh, smoking got to him. He sounded different that time. All right. Well, that's it for voicemail. And uh, let me just double check. I don't think we have any any emails though. Uh, nope. Good. No emails. Remember, children. But I also want to say if we played it real quick earlier in the uh, when we took our first break, but um, we are we heard from the ladies over at Faculty of Horror, and they are pretty fantastic. They make us. We already sound like idiots, but they make us sound like idiots. It's, a, it's times like oppressive. 10. Yeah. They're so smart and so knowledgeable. Yeah. It's outrageous. You guys should check out, if you haven't, check out Faculty of Horror and really good sounding podcast, too, which yep. I definitely appreciate them putting the time in and making that sound good. And uh, we're talking to them. Maybe we could do a little crossover at some point in time. That's a bad, bad idea. It probably is. Ooh. We'll probably look like even more. They'll never come back. Like more one, like assholes. Like one MZ saying that's the way Japanese people are or. Like uh, Michael Ravenshaw telling them they should have sex with Charlie Seaman or something. Like, they'll like, never come back. Like, why just, like, why would you ruin one of my favorite podcasts for me and get them mad at me? That's so, exciting. It's not exciting. It's, people enjoy that. It's controversy. It's interwebs. Ain't no fucking red cups up in this motherfucker. I'm not the Red Cross, and I'm no nurse. No, we'll get the noodles in the back. All right, that's going to do it. Raven Shadow, do you have any final thoughts before nah, we get out? No, my life is terrible. Fuck. I got to go. What, do you want to talk about it? I don't want it. Maybe no. next week. Maybe next week? All I'm right. In a bad mood. You going to watch The Last Boys? I'm watching like a, I <laughs> Rubber I, Ducks? I had my fucking Last Boys post of Ruin this week from oh, water. Man. It was bad times. Oh, man. All right, I'm sorry to hear it. Yeah. You, well, it, hey, you know, it, let us know. What else got ruined? Last Boys? My mall rats poster. Well, you know, if there's anyone else out there with a Last Boys poster or mall rats poster, yeah, you know, Squad and Supreme, get in, get in touch. We'll get Raven Shadow hooked up with some stuff. He had some water damage. It sounds it's like bad times. That sucks, man. The cat. Do you want to talk about it? But it was rough. Oh. It was rough. It was rough. Yeah. All right. Everyone, send your love to Raven Shadow. Send him some smokes or something. Yeah. He had a rough week, so some bourbon, duty some free bourbon. <laughs> yeah. Duty free. <laughs> you said duty. All right, Dynamo. Remember, children, wherever you go, they, uh, I wasn't ready yet, but that's cool. Um, remember, children, wherever you go. <laughs> no, you don't do it again. They, uh, <laughs> you ready yet? I am. All right, so remember next children. week. 
they uh where next we week go. folks it's going to be the last episode in castle wolfenstein as we know it and then we're going to be moving into the studio so i don't know so i don't know so <laughs> next week donate yeah so donate please yeah like obviously we, we need to pay our rent we need to pay our electricity for the new gig and we're also gonna be producing some podcasts and we have another exciting show um that we need to talk about soon we gotta get the ink dry but there's going to be another podcast coming on to the network we're gonna have five mm-hmm. five shows jesus is that right yeah no four and and potentially a fifth that's yeah. that's what's going on so all right everyone that's going to do it for this week why don't you go ahead and check us out next week as we review yakuza apocalypse and tokyo tribe we'll see you then see ya sound fantastic we sound like (laughs) wrestling squids (laughs) you do